Hello gamers and welcome to episode 8 of the Listen Gamer podcast. I am here today with Kev and we do have a special guest in Indominus Ash. So how are you doing guys? I'm doing good, thank you. How are you? How are you guys? I'm doing fantastic, cheers. So what have you guys been up to lately? Um, sweating, quite honestly. Just, <laughs> just being moist all of the time. Yeah, I think everyone's sort of just achieved puddle form these days. I've just started putting a towel on the back of my chair now. <laughs> oh, that's such a good idea. I've got one underneath my legs right now. When you sit with the leather chair and in the heat you Mm -hmm. just get off and then you're just slipping around you might as well have like lube put on all over the chair. I mean I'm concerned what kind of leather chairs you're having if you're slipping off because I'm sticking to mine. It feels like it's peeling a layer of my skin Have you not got that where you get off and it's just covered like in sweat on the back? I mean on the back yeah but like my legs I don't slip off it. It's, It's like I'm as soon as I go to stand up it's like peeling the backs of my legs off. It's so it's, painful. It's the moistness, but then you stick to it. Yeah. I'm just moister than an oyster all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Oh, Aaron's not here to do that for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, he, he does do a speak- very... It's, some of his voices are brilliant, to be fair. Dude, speaking of the Hoya thing, I was uh, doing the coaching with the skateboarders, and uh, one of the mums said to me, like the little kid has been going around. Oh, have you seen that TikTok where there's like, can I get a Hoya? <laughs> she just did it in the middle of the park. I was just like, no, I haven't seen that before. <laughs> in the back of your head, you're going, Hoya. I was like, yeah, I was like, all I had was just links. You know, when, you know, in the movies and stuff like that, when they have like a sort of, it fades in with a memory, like yeah. of, of something happening. I just had that happen IRL. It was like, it was, uh, uh, Aaron just coming in going hiya and it's just I just started pissing myself laughing I couldn't help it it was, all it was, it was amazing all I've just pictured there is you know the clip from the Simpsons with Homer that's the exact the, same one where he's just got the comes, monkey clanging the clapping, yeah the, the monkey, monkey clanging yeah. <laughs> the exact same thing came to mind I'm glad that wasn't just me yeah I've just seen a Homer 100%. Simpson but with Kev's face on it yeah pretty much and the clapping monkey Honestly, that's what oh. goes on in my head all the time anyway. It's just the the head of the monkey changes. It just so happens to be Aaron's that time. <laughs> you play in Survivor. Happy monkey. Oh my god, I know. It's just it is easy though. Like even with a new update. Like you yeah. can't meme you can't meme as easy as you can. Uh, as, sorry, as easy as you were able to, but it's still like, you can still meme around, but, like, when you play seriously, that is literally what's going on in my mind. It's just a monkey just going on. That's why I'm reading chat 90% of the time, because it's that fucking easy. Why do you think I miss skill check? I'm not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, because it's bad. I feel the, the, the biggest difference is now is it used to be that you could have a four-man swift, you could meme around and still do the gens and escape. That is significantly harder than what it used to be. But it's, if you have a decent kill your friends, uh, survival friends. Survival friends, you mean? Yeah, sorry, my mistake. Um, that's still very easy. It's like it's, it's still doable, but it's not as easy as it was. It's not like, as lenient as it used to be. If you doable. decide that you're going to meme for a game, you can expect to lose more games than you would have. We meme for about half an hour on that doctor. We could have ended so quickly. But we kept on screwing around and messing around with that doctor. Like he was a hundred percent a baby, to be fair. Though. Yeah, but we were still memeing on him. 
like that's it's, that's the part of the game that's the matchmaking like if the matchmaking puts us messes up and puts us up against the baby killer then then so be it yeah we, we had a laugh though we could have got a four-man escape easily it was we... like um i watched was watching links the other day and um he had this meg and his, i don't know what the fuck this meg was doing we looked afterwards and the meg had like 60 hours in the game and he was like how the fuck are you getting matchmaked with like link who's a good killer and it's got a few is he hours in the game is he that like, good? Is he overrated? A, no, he's a lot better than a 60-hour fucking survivor, put it that way. I mean, I've seen this guy that plays Huntress, and I think he's the best Huntress in the game, to be honest. Who, Coconut? Yeah, I was just thinking that. No, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> oh, Coconut someone called, is fucking filthy. Someone called Indominus Ash, I think it is. He's got some snakes, and they, which are pretty cute. Oh, it sounds like a right prat. He does, yeah. Like, do you know anything at all about his snakes? No, unfortunately not. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of your snakes, dude, what what are their names? I've, I've uh, Blizz is the fire python. Ayla is the blue-eyed leucistic, and Twix is the caramel corn snake. Ayla, I knew there was one called Ayla or Isla. Like, I knew yeah. there was one, but I didn't want to say it. So let me let me guess. Blaze is from Blaziken. No. No, no, oh, okay. She's a, she's just a fire morph, so Blizz. Okay, that's fair enough. I, I thought just pretty simple. For your love of Pokemon, I thought you'd have named it after Blaziken because no, it's a fire python. That that was never in my head when I was naming any of them. Okay, that's fair enough. Ayla the... was kind of a spin-off of um, Isla, as in like Isla Nublar from Jurassic. Oh, okay. So cool. that's what, that's how I ended up getting Ayla. So that was that was pretty unique. So speaking of those two things then, so how long have you had your snakes? Oh, probably I've had Blizz for five or six years now. Twix was a year or two prior, so probably about seven years now, ish. How difficult were they, like when you first had them, did you do like a lot of research before getting them? Or like, did you just know how to look, look after snakes and stuff? Well, I've... If you had like previous experience kind of thing, you know? Like... Well, I had a bearded or... dragon before that, which I had when I was in secondary school, because my family's always been against me getting a snake. Obviously, I've been into reptiles so you have three as long now. as I can remember. <laughs> well, it, it was basically, I was constantly badgering my mum to let me get a reptile. Okay. Because obviously, I grew up with likes of Steve Irwin, uh, watching David Attenborough, like all those sort of things. So I've always been interested in either dinosaurs, snakes, just reptiles in general, whatever it is. So trying to convince them to allow me to get at least one was hard enough. And I think it was on my th possibly my 13th birthday or something. I can't remember. I think my mum finally caved in because she saw that I had like in my PE theory lessons, instead of learning PE, <laughs> I was sat Googling. <laughs> Um, different types of venoms and how it affected the body, and then like care like spreadsheets for certain reptiles that I wouldn't have been allowed to keep in a million years. But like that's what I was doing, and I think she found out or just found them in my room or something, and she caved in on my thirteenth, got me the bearded dragon, and then towards the end of the beardy's life, she finally caved in again to let me get Twix. Okay. And then since Twix, I've had another five. But I've lost three. Okay, so I'm just curious. Do you think she caved in to get uh, to allow you to get reptiles 
because she saw your spreadsheets on venoms and what they do to the human body and she thought shit if i don't get him a bearded dragon he's gonna be a serial killer or something. No. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna like break in bad this thing he's gonna be concocting some like potions and whatnot to uh become a serial killer i think it was one of those things that she thought it was more of like an impulse because a lot of kids are like that where they'll want a puppy yeah. or whatever they'll yeah. they'll care for it for maybe a year the puppy then is not seen as as cute as it was, and the kids just go off of it. Yeah. Whereas like because I've... Yeah, 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 exactly. But because I, I, like, throughout my entire life, have constantly been so into reptiles in general and wanting to... I think she knew that it was never going to be a case of her looking after it. So she was quite happy to get it. Um, but yeah, I think I, the persistence probably helped out a lot more as well, because I was asking her every other day. It was like still Yeah. yeah. Mummy, mama, mama. Hi. Well, the, this the second you is George from Peppa Pig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the second Anus or third um, house that we moved into, there was a local pet store down the road. There was an exotic store, so every oh. time we went in, I would always be like the first one to the reptile section. So she didn't even need to, like, she'd be looking at the fish or dog toys or whatever. She didn't need to worry about where I was, because she only had to go one way, and she'd have found mm. me. So. So, I've only handled one snake in my life. Mm -hmm. And I love snakes. It's just my wife is absolutely yeah. petrified. Um, it was only, like, a few years ago that she was able to actually watch Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets and not <laughs> shit herself when, uh, the basilisk yeah the basilisk came on but she's still a bit sort of jumpy and scared when nagini comes on so she <laughs> even though that's still cgi that's more of a real snake to her than yeah it's a lot the basilisk yeah so it's like she's she's absolutely terrified and um there's a store by us pets at home and they house snakes and she refused to go in there anymore we needed to go in there to have our our dog food and take them for the injections and stuff and for the time that they had snakes in there, she refused to go in. And I was, being the master persuader that I am, I, uh, one, I wanted Kira not to be uh, afraid of snakes and stuff. Um, so I wanted to introduce her to them and stuff. Um, but I also wanted to hold them um, because I've never done it. And so I finally convinced her to, to come in. I said, look, we'll sort of go around the edge on the opposite side because we didn't need to be by the reptiles um she doesn't mind the bearded dragons and stuff she she's it's the scales like she's like oh they're a bit weird but they do look nice um but then it's just the snakes so we went on the opposite side and then i sort of persuaded her to come on let's let's go see if they've actually got any see if we can actually see them and i was very proud of this and i was quite proud of her too because like we talked to someone and said, yo, can we get a, a snake out? Can we handle it? Or, or like, can you get one out so we can see it or stroke it or whatever? Like, whatever snakes do. And it was it was a corn snake. Gorgeous markings, absolutely bloody beautiful. And, uh, like, I held it. And then I think I gave it to Kira. Kira was, like, sort of shaking at first. But as soon as she held it, she loved it. And then it, it pissed on it. It was quite funny. <laughs> 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 like, this, this juice just started coming out. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah and it did stink as well I, I i didn't think it would stink but whatever it was it stunk i assumed it was pee um but then i was trying to get uh queen closer and closer and she came very close within like five six feet of it and 
she sort of, I got, tried to get her to reach out for it, but she, she just couldn't. But I was super proud of her, to be honest. Like, mm. we've, that's the closest we've ever gone. And that's, we've never, well, I haven't seen a snake in real life since then. And that was years and years ago. Mm. Um, but um, I, I would love to. I'd love to, like, if I ever meet you, or if I'm ever down your way, I would love to see your snakes. And just, like, oh, I'm saying, yeah, give, you're a, welcome. give them a little boop. Um, because I, I think it I, was a good idea in like you obviously allowing uh, Kira to sort of interact with them because a lot of the like things like uh, aphidiophobia or arachnophobia or whatever it is, they mm-hmm. usually do come down from the child seeing the parent yeah, being afraid it's... of them. Um, so I the fact that you kind of <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you like actually said like to Kira obviously you know try it at least um, yeah it's really really good. Um, can I now make you laugh? Kira's afraid of spiders. Mm. This isn't hey. the thing that's going to make you laugh, by the way. But the thing is, Kira used to play with spiders. Like, I always, like, I always, so she wouldn't have a fear of them. I'd always, like, have them in my hands. Like, if we found them around the house or whatever, like, where is it? The normal money spiders, the little tiny ones, the bigger ones, or the daddy long legs, all of the spiders that we could find, I'd always, like, handle them, as long as they weren't, like, the ones that bite you and just burn and kill. Um, so she was fine with spiders. She would handle them. She would like put them outside. She'd be like, "Hey, little spider, like go free, wee." Um, but she, she, like later on in her life, she developed a phobia for them. She's like kind of scared of spiders and bugs and stuff. Like she's she's got very like disliking to them. But what she's absolutely terrified of um, is frogs. Frogs actually isn't that far fetched. No. No, I've she's... heard and seen weirder uh, phobias. Yeah, I found it wasn't so much the the fear of frogs that I found funny. It was the fact that she was terrified about coming to Minecraft. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> so the Minecraft update was hilarious. We were watching it, and she was like, "I don't want to watch it. There's frogs coming." <laughs> and I I paused it when the frog was. T- Burn his tongue out to catch the bug or whatever it was. And she she was just like, she was hating every second of it. She squealed. It was fantastic. And I love it. She she liked one of the frogs um, and said it was cute. But she was she's absolutely terrified. And there was a frog um, in my garden, like a couple of years back. There was, I don't know how, I don't know where it came from. And all of a sudden there was a frog in my garden and I picked it up and I was sure she was, she was gone. Like she was worse than, than Queen. Like she genuinely was with snakes. Like it was, it was crazy. And I've never seen someone afraid of such a a nice animal. Like I really like frogs. They're cool as hell. I grew up like going down like the river, the catching frog spawn, that kind of stuff, playing about with them. And I loved it. Like I don't see the scariness of it. I can understand if it's like a snake or a bearded dragon or whatever, because they're sort of like. Not negative, but they're always seen as the bad guys in films, kind yeah. of thing. You know what I mean, don't you? Like they're like usually you... seen as cold blooded killers that don't yeah, give a shit sort of thing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like you be dragons. I always picture the beginning of the Godzilla film. That's not even a bearded dragon, I don't think. Is it not? <laughs> I'm sure it's like a Komodo dragon or something or a monitor lizard. But yeah, no. I, I know the scene you mean. Yeah. They, but this like, is coming they, from it's Ryan. The whole, like nuke bombs. I, I don't know. It's a fucking lizard thing that looks like it might have a beard. I don't know what a beard fucking looks like. Come on. Exactly. This is what I was just about to say. Ryan <laughs> thinks he has a beard. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan thinks he has a beard. So if he thinks a, a dragon has a beard, you want to check that jargon. So so my, just double my, check. 
my fear has always been spiders. And so apparently I wasn't too bad when I was younger. And then my mum thought it'd be a good idea to turn, let me watch um, Eight-Legged Freaks. Oh, God. <laughs> and I've been petrified of them ever since. I can't stand them. I yeah. don't think I've got a full-on phobia of, like, anything. Like, there's nothing that I think I see that I just don't want to go near. I wouldn't say it's a, like, I, I say it's a phobia. It's, it's not. Like, in my last time, I was having not. to go near spiders. Yeah. But it's very much like I would never try and catch a spider and release it. It's either I will leave it alone or I will throw something at it and hope for the best. So there was a time, this is going to sound stupid as a Welshman, but there was a time when I was afraid of sheep. <laughs> Again, that's having... still not even the weirdest one I've heard. Was that like... before puberty? <laughs> No, it was during. <laughs> why, why, why did you just make a sheep noise? So, right, essentially, I, I, I had a girlfriend that I had to travel to get to, right? And my parents were dicks. They, they wouldn't take me or nothing. So I had to walk there. And walking there, I could either go the main roadway or I could go the faster way, which is across the mountain. So there was this one day where I was like going across the mountain like I've done before. I was walking this time. I didn't have my bike because it broke or something. So I was walking across the mountain and then all of a sudden these sheep just hurtled around me. And I was like, oh, I'm going to die. Like these sheep gonna are going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> Silence <laughs> of the lambs. <laughs> Pretty much. Like it was around the time where that film Sheep was out, I think, maybe. I don't know. Or like this the sheep film came after it. So like if you've ever watched the film Sheep, like that's pretty much what it was like. So essentially the, like they heard it around me and I thought, oh shit. Like this isn't gonna end well. And like you know like when <laughs> You know when like lights hit animals' eyes? Like have you ever seen your dog's eyes when it's walking towards you, like in the nighttime? Mm towards your kitchen or something and then the light shines and they go green or like a weird white color so something like that happened and the sheep's eyes all glue red at pretty much the same time that's what shipped me up like i was like holy shit these are demon sheep they're gonna eat me from the inside or something <laughs> I, I i shit myself like i just didn't know what was going on and i sort of backed up and like walked to the side and stuff and i i was just shitting myself i just i Apart from, like, that scene, that's all I had as a memory. And that's all I still have as a memory. And it took me a, a little while to get over it. It's like, and it, it went from, like, a fear to a disliking to me going up the mountain with my dog. And it's like, yeah, I got a dog now. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty big balls, you know? So, but yeah, I like, I don't mind sheep now. I've been to farms and stuff and stroked the sheep and played with them and whatnot. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, like, when I was younger, like, I think maybe... 13-ish, 13, 14, that's when it happened. Like, like I, I shit myself. Like, I've never seen... Uh, until, actually, the other night, I was on my way back from the skate park, and for some reason, I've this first time I've seen someone riding their horse in the nighttime, like, I was coming up to the horse, and all of a sudden, my lights hit the horse, and their eyes glue red. And I've never seen a horse with red eyes before, and that was freaky. It was cool as hell. It was freaky, but it's cool as hell. But yeah, that's... As a Welshman, I don't think being afraid of sheep should be one of the things that you, you say when you're growing so, up, like, you know? Should I uh, blow your mind, then? Go blow me. So I, I, don't I, blow know, my mind. I don't know if you're aware of it, but uh, in my uh, stream, I have a fear command that gives, like, the random phobias. Oh, you do? 
Yeah, so one of... Because that's why I said to you, that isn't the weirdest one. Because when I was a kid, one of my um, teachers, they were really, really cool. They would send you... It wasn't homework, but it was like a little competition thing. If you went back and figured out what it was, you got a prize. And she <laughs> wanted to know what Hippopotamonstrous' cryptolyophobia was. Is that the fear of holes? That's the fear of long words, which obviously in itself is a oh, massively long god, word. Yes. Oh my god. But I distinctively remember that I actually spelt it wrong. So somebody else got the prize, but me and my mum were so like confused, because she never actually said what it was. We got so confused that we went in after school at one point just to ask, to find out, and we found <laughs> out that I obviously spelt it incorrectly. So I've remembered it ever since. That has stuck with me for life. But uh, going back to that... Um, Obviously, I found a lot of like really weird fears. So there's actually a fear of being watched by a duck. That is a genuine thing. <laughs> Which so... I'm I'm gonna butcher this, but it's like anatidophobia or something. It's something like that. It's a genuine fear that people have to deal with. So Imagine. that's why I'm scared of my daughter watching me. Then because we always call it a duck. <laughs> duck. Well, there's there's other things. That's what crazy. The being other one? Watched by a duck. There's a fear of falling asleep, which somnophobia, which, you know, obviously kind of makes sense. What was one of the other weird ones I had? Um, fear of food is one. Oh. Fear of being forgotten. Oh, that's the one that made me laugh. It was fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. <laughs> a, roof, a roof of your mouth, sorry. What? Genuine fear that people have. How but, is yeah. that even a fear? I'm not even going to try and pronounce that. <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's a lot of strange ones. I know when I was like going through these and trying to find them, because I tried to tie some of them to Dead by Daylight, obviously because we, we've got like thanatophobia, we've got cholophobia, I kind of want to know what they were as well. Yeah. Um, I was going through each of them, so I got hatchets, I got the one for hatchets, uh, and I tried to find the one for guns, specifically guns, and there was some smart ass that was just, just put common sense. Instead of the actual name of the phobia, so I have to do a lot more digging to find that one. Oh god! But yeah, there's some really, really weird ones. I've just, I've just quickly searched for the uh, the peanut butter one. It, yeah, it's what arachibutyrophobia. Yeah, something like what? that. That is a genuine fear people have it's, that they have it, to deal with day to day. That's mad. It comes from the Greek words araki for ground nut and butir for butter and phobia for fear. It's a fear of being choked by peanut butter. Specifically, it refers to the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. Yeah. That is insane. Look, this isn't this is now an educational podcast, so if you wanna <laughs> if you wanna come on, I can replace Ryan. <laughs> That's that'll be cool. <laughs> well, there's also a fear of opinions, which is allodoxiophobia. Oh. So okay. someone could be giving you a yeah, someone could be giving you an opinion. They could go screaming, running down the road. <laughs> That's madness. But yeah, like your shoes. It's fascinating. <laughs> I think your shoes are great. <laughs> oh, oh my god, god, they would not last on Twitter for five seconds. No. Any anyone that has that phobia, do not go on social media. Because it is my opinion that <laughs> you will not like it. Is there a fear of answering questions? Probably. probably I didn't get all of them, because obviously there's millions. Oh, yeah, the, these are just ones that I found obscure that I thought were interesting. Because um, I know I've had two people in my life that have had a phobia of balloons. 
which I've never understood. So I've never had balloons for birthday parties. I, I which a lot of people one. have found weird. Favourite jewellery, so you can never wait, propose to them. Wait, you you guys had balloons for your birthday parties? <laughs> I didn't. You had, you had birthday parties? You had birthday parties? <laughs> Is it you, arith- had, you, you celebrated your birthdays? <laughs> Arithmophobia. That's fear of math. That's math. Yeah. Fear, of, fear of numbers. Yeah, same thing. Numbers is maths. Yeah, it, it's so, fascinating what people actually have fear of. If you had uh, herpet, herpetophobia, how would you deal with it? Like in I'm assuming Park, that's, that's meant to be of, reptiles. Fear of all reptiles. So how would... Like, the way your brain's wired with what, like the love of the venoms and stuff when you were younger... I'd, I don't think it would be possible for me to have that phobia and the passion at the same time. Mm. But Mike, you might have the fear of the passion, but would it extend to you still loving like reptiles, or would it push you more towards like the arachnids of the world? Mm, I've never been too keen on spiders. Like, I don't mind them, and I don't mm. kill them, but I've never been too into spiders. So I don't know where my uh, passion would have gone from there. Probably birds. Me and my um, dad used to have a thing where he'd wake up at like five or six in the morning because he used to do photography. Yeah, we've got some stunning photos. There's one on the um, the landing of like a kingfisher that he caught that had just got a fish. Oh, which nice! Which is an absolutely stunning photo. But he used to go and he would specifically try and get obscure birds that we'd never seen or like juvenile birds. Obviously, they don't look the same. Yeah, and then we'd play the game of trying to figure out what that bird is. Like that was one of the things that I used to love doing when I grew up. Um, so obviously it was a, it was something that me and my dad just you know had together because um, we didn't really talk much outside of that. Um, but yeah, I I miss that actually. I would love because I know he's getting back into his photography now. Yeah, so I'd love it if he went back to doing that because I used to love just sitting down trying to figure out what bird it is or. And whatnot, but yeah, that'd be cool. I think it's probably go to birds. I don't even understand how this is. This one's possible. There's phobophobia. A phobia of phobia. It's it's a fear of establishing a phobia. Yeah, you can have a phobia and be scared of developing a phobia, and that's a phobia. So I think I think I know someone that we used to talk to quite a lot of Mm. that. Is the fear of long words. Um, Tripophobia. Actually, I think after I put all of that together on the command and whatnot, I did have someone come in to my Twitch stream not long afterwards that tried to get me to say it. Mm. Because I remember the next day, or it was it was possibly like after the stream had ended, they went to Aaron's stream and tried the same shit. Mm. But I was on call with him at the time, so I just said it. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I remember you from yesterday. And he calls me a traitor ever since because he wanted Aaron specifically to try and say it. <laughs> Promophobia, the fear of colours. Horophobia, that's quite funny. I'm curious with the fear of colours, how would that affect a colourblind person? Maybe well, if you're colourblind, yeah. If they're colorblind, okay. they won't be able to not see all color. So I'm I'm a bit ignorant to this. So I know you can have different ways of colorblind, but is there a, a, a variation of colorblind where you see no colors whatsoever? 
I imagine there would black and white. be, but it would be a very, very rare case. It, there's, yeah. there's never so been it's, it's that one where degree. it's just black and white. Right, so but there's no, never I, been one of black and white. I yeah. think if someone had a phobia that extreme of seeing colour, they probably would blind themselves. Because <laughs> I know there are people that, if they if they have a fear of something that they see every day, they have actually gone out of their way just to blind themselves so they don't have to see it. That's um, fair to yeah. be fair, that that does ring kind of true. I was like, uh, it's funny you should say that because I, I was watching like a criminal. Well, I wasn't watching it. It was on. Criminal Minds this morning, like, somebody had, like, this humming in their head. And they literally drilled their head to try and stop hearing that voice. Uh, hearing the, the sound, sorry. So I can I can understand that people would, like, blind themselves if, if they had a fear of seeing something and they saw it day to day. There's, there's chorophobia, which is the fear of dancing. Yeah. Good thing I can't but There's dance, a fear though. of hair, I believe, as well. And there's no yeah, nomophobia. It's the fright of being away or disconnected from using their mobile phones. I think that's just yeah. being a millennial these days. I, yeah. I was actually going to put that one on. I remember seeing that one. <laughs> to be fa- to be fair, I I could easily live without my phone, especially what I've been like the last couple of weeks. I've been on my phone less and less. Um, I don't know. I I don't think you'd be able to live without because I think we've been kind of. It's almost like I'm sure you people now. Yeah, it is, because like, in that regard, I'm sure that you talk to Queen on your phone every now and then when you're not like nearby. I feel like if you didn't have your phone or had to live without it, you'd miss that. So, extensively. nine times out of ten, Queen comes with me anyway. So, she's she's out with me. She's We <laughs> she even bought like a, you know those those chair things that you can like fold up and stuff? She bought one of those just in case there's no benches by the skate parks and stuff, and she's just there. We've like all the other parents have like they've done the same thing because we're all they're all in the group chat and stuff. And uh, I labeled them the chair gang because they the just chair gang. all <laughs> the chair gang, yeah. So um, they've all got like their deck, not deck chairs. They got like these foldable chairs, you know, what the in the in the armrest is like that little mesh pocket where you can put your drink. They've all got yeah. those. And uh, they all bring them, and it's funny. So they, like, Queen comes with me, and even when she doesn't come with me, like, the only time that I go on my phone or do anything on my phone is just when I'm on my way back or something, and say, "Hey, I'm on my way back," or I give her a call and just say, "I'm on my way back." But I do that through my car. But I do need my, obviously, I need my phone to be nearby the car to make the call. Yeah. But um, as far as like going on my phone. The only other thing lately, I've picked up Pokemon Go again. I've just been playing quite a bit of that again. But uh, as 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 far as anything else, like I was out, we was out walking, walking doing the community event yesterday. And after I finished the event, like they, uh, Queen and Kira was on their phones, and I was just like chilling, like I was just enjoying the weather and Catching just the t- down the skate park. No, it was I Galarian was. Zigzagoon, I believe yesterday, because that's what my it, brother was telling me. Cause he's into it, that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Like, it was pretty good. Like, we, we didn't realize, and we started, like, an hour and a half before the event ended. And I was like, shit, we gotta, like, play catch-up. So, luckily, the way I did the Pokestops around my house, <laughs> there's, like, a group of five and stuff. So, I put Lewis on the mall, and we were just walking, and we just caught so many. Like, I had... The, the only thing with community events, I do like playing so I can get three shinies, so I can have one of each evolution. Because then it's like 
pretty cool then. Yeah. But yeah, I could live without my phone. Because, like, most of the things that I do now, like, is streaming, obviously, that's on my computers. Um, my job day-to-day, -day, I'm out, uh, I, I'm on my computer, I'm doing the the ads and stuff like that, doing the website. I, I can, I can answer emails on my computer. I don't need to do it on my phone. Like, the only reason why I did it on my phone is because it was, like, faster and they get a response faster. Um, well, yeah, better I, question, then. Could you live without technology? Um, no. Because of the way society is and everything is like, you can just do anything. Like, if you couldn't live without technology, you'd need to make your own clothes. Like, you'd need to pretty much do Not everything. Because you could still earn money and pay for things with money. What's, what's the money made from? I just meant you specifically. Could you no, live I, without technology? It it depends how far down that rabbit hole you want to go, because like yeah. the m money is made by a machine, which is, obviously the machine is technology. Well, yeah. So it depends on how far you want to take it. So, like, if like, we took away your PC, your TV, your mobile, right? Okay, so just like, like a generic sort of technology. Yeah, obviously you'd still need the technology that makes the world go around. Yeah, for lack of a better word. So. If I was to not, if I was to just, if I was to just work, just do my work on the technology, I could live without it easily. Uh, but because my particular business is technology based, essentially, it's, it's a website, it's, I sell things and I need the technology to like print the shipping labels, all that kind of stuff, and then send it off. I wouldn't be able to, I could tell someone else how to do it, but then that's like outsourcing my job. And then me getting paid a cut and then paying someone else a cut, do you know what I mean? So yeah. I'd be losing money. So benefit, uh, it would be more beneficial for me to do it myself. And then I could just not go on it. Not go, not touch technology for any other reason but my job. So if that's the case, yes, I could do it 100%. Because I, I, I just feel like it's just, it just weighs you down. Like, because yeah. you can't, you, it's, it's addictive. That's what it is. Like, technology is addictive. The more you have and the more, like, you have access to, you want to do it. It's like TikTok. You, uh, it's going to be a little graphic, but you can go to the toilet. Just have your phone in your hand. Just look at TikTok. Like, 20 minutes later, you've watched, like, 20 minutes worth of TikToks, which are, like, 10 seconds each most of the time. And you can't look how much feel your content. legs anymore. Yeah, you can't feel your legs anymore. <laughs> look how much content you've consumed. Like, or you could just go on there, like... And just read news articles and stuff like that. And like before you know it, like again, your legs are numb because you've been sat there for so long. It, if I was going to do it, I'd have to go all out. And I mean, like, it'd have to be, I'd have to full on ditch society, go live in the woods. <laughs> go live in a cave. <laughs> generally, just like go, go and live in the woods, go and live in a cave where like you're planting your own crops and hunting your own food. And that would be then my source of sanity and entertainment. Can I honestly say that that is the perfect life for me? I would love to be just in some weird island where I can just forage for myself. Don't get me wrong, I would love to have my games and stuff. I'd love to have an internet connection, a good PC, just so I can play and stuff. Um, and just chill with the games that I want. But honestly, like, my ideal scenario for a house or for, like, would be just a plot of land that I would just have. Why not um, just play, I'd just be playing Raft IRL. <laughs> 
and all of a sudden you just start going down and then you hear and then you just look and then you can just see the sonic <laughs> do of apocalypse and, yeah yeah, <laughs> but yeah what about you Ash? would you be able to live without technology i think so i used to my dad used to have a thing to stop us being so addicted that we would spend one hour on the technology but we'd have to spend an hour off yeah and i had that for a long period in my life um because back in primary school, when old school RuneScape was becoming a thing, well, it wasn't called old school RuneScape back then. It was, <laughs> it was just RuneScape. RuneScape back then, boom. Um, <laughs> I used to, as soon as I came home from school, I would just sit on that all day and would never come down. I think it got about two months into that. My dad had enough. Uh, he'd connected things up so he could close down stuff from his PC downstairs to like bring me down. And he was basically saying, you are addicted to this. You need to like manage your time better because it's not healthy just to set a screen all day yeah it's um, not. so he started that so i picked up all sorts of hobbies i got into um, card magic um obviously the the thing that i did with him with the, the birds and everything i got more into like reading books to do with reptiles to do more research in that regards or dinosaurs or whatever it is um so yeah i feel like i could quite easily do it like i think it would it'd be hard for the first week or so because i feel like a lot of people if they get the phone fixed they yeah. always want their phone because they don't have it on them anymore. Yeah. But yeah, I think once you pass that, easy. Like it's, it's like going cold turkey, isn't it, really? Can I, um, very quickly, because I know this wasn't planned or anything, my girlfriend's just sent me a picture, which <laughs> is a man stuck a pair of tweezers up his penis and didn't go to the doctor for four years. What? What? Uh, my my balls just screamed and ran away. I think <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna watch this back and piss herself when she finds that I've just mentioned that on podcast. By the way, but what has to break right. in your mind to do that and then not seek professional help? Right. I'm just gonna say it is not going to be a graphic on the screen for that because uh, <laughs> there isn't a picture. US. It's just it's just like an X-ray thing. There's no picture of it. It's just. Like a medical picture, and then that on the bottom. Dude, imagine, imagine if he like was putting it away, and it, he just like didn't just forgot about it. You know when you just like quickly just shove it away, and it sort of like goes like a wet noodle, and it just makes all kind of shapes and stuff. Imagine if he did that, not just forgetting that he had uh, tweezers stuck up there, and he just like I think pe- would get septic though, and it pierced through his shaft. I have so many questions. I don't know um, where she's got this from. I don't know why the fuck she sent it to me, but thank you for that. You've scared me for life. I think I've, got, I've just the, got so many visions right now of what it could I, look like. Yeah. I think my biggest question is, is, has he now been four years without sex? And if not, how the fuck did he have sex with a pair of tweezers? That thing was extra hard for the, for the lady. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> have Man you got Viagra? Need... No, self, <laughs> self fucking... <laughs> Robocop. <laughs> it's Dude, got his imagine, own support beams. Imagine if his if one one of these days like one of his shots was just like a shot that out instead of like his juice, you know? <laughs> it's like just into in. the wall. <laughs> Have you seen the ones where it's like the uh, you get nurses and things that talk about the weirdest things that people like they found in people's bodies. And I think one of them, I don't remember when it was, was a Buzz Lightyear uh, figurine or something. And the wings were the out. Wings. Yes, yeah. The wings. Yeah. Do you remember seeing that? Yes. Oh, my God. Like, how do, how do you explain it? And the funniest thing to me is that... It's always, always I sat on it or I, fell on it. Exactly. 
Like I, I'm not being funny. If if I if I ever like put something on my ass or, or whatever, and it got stuck, and then I had to go and get, get it surgically removed. Say for example, it was Buzz Lightyear, right? Like, oh, how did it get up there? Oh, I fell. <laughs> I I just I just I just so happened to be naked, lubed, and then Buzz Lightyear just literally headed straight up my pipe. You know. No, I wouldn't be well, like that. I'd be like, you well, know the what? Thing is, the nurses will just look weird. at you like, you're lying. Exactly. <laughs> I'd be like, yo, I got this weird kink where I'm just like shoving inanimate objects on my ass. And it just so happens that I put a buzz light gear up there and then I sat down a bit awkward and it extended his wings and now we're stuck. And now I'm here. Can you get it out for me, please? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I tried pushing my cheeks together to close his wings, but it didn't work. Can you just get it out? <laughs> I listened to um, a 911 emergency call the other day, and there's a guy on there saying that um, him and his girlfriend were sharing a shower, and um, they accidentally shoved a bottle of conditioner up his ass, basically. Accidentally. He's, uh, he's, he's got an asshole like a clown's pocket. How the fuck? <laughs> he's like he's like trying to describe it to the woman. And like she's like, okay, like there's an ambulance on the way. They're like four minutes out, like just stay calm and all the rest. And he's like, oh my god, I'm gonna sneeze. He sneezes and all he hears this bottle like hit the ground in the background. Yeah, I, and he I goes, Oh, it's out. Oh, where's the cap? <laughs> Where's the cap and why is all the liquid not in it anymore? Fucking <laughs> farting blowing bubbles. <laughs> so, oh, oh, I love. Can I get some? Uh, can I get some conditioner? Yeah, spread your cheeks, son. He's a man's got the smoothest asshole in history. Now, <laughs> that's your title for the podcast. Spread your cheeks, son. <laughs> spread your cheeks. <laughs> Dinosaurs oh, and spreading cheeks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry if we're going slightly off topic there, but I Honestly. felt like I needed to share with the group when I saw that picture. No, that's no, fine. Sharing is caring, my friend. Sharing is caring. So, <laughs> oh God, where can we go from there? Do you want to go to like Dead by Daylight or do you want to start with the Legendoras? Legendoras? Um, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Listen, it was, a, it was a typo. If it's you the, don't like my notes... You I know, no, I specifically time. said I wasn't going to mention it. Kev did. No, can I, can I just I say don't. it is not a typo because <laughs> on your keyboard I mean, is the O right next to the I for you, or have you just got a completely different fucking keyboard to every normal person? You know, I'm not normal, but it's not a typo because, like, I know you're like every single one of these is typed wrong i've if you go into my twitch chat or anyone else's twitch chat pull up your name i'd say about 80 percent of it is typos if if you're claiming that's a typo like 80 percent of your typing is a typo i would like yes. to go to your work and see i'm a dumbass i can't type <laughs> don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not going against that dude you can't spell with autocorrect so you got no help with that like autocorrect just gives up on your phone but uh, I would love to see the notes that you put in work. That would be fun. No, you don't. That, so it, like, you mine aren't too bad. <laughs> we can go with the Pokemon if you want. Sorry. You're just pissing Ryan off at this point. No, we're just, I, I'm fine with that. We'll just skip over that because I do have to go over my notes like five times because they do technically go on the legal documents. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Real, real quick with that one. So, um, I spoke to a guy the other day to set his claimer, and um, we send about a claims form for them to fill out, and they they have to fill it out because it's a legal document. 
yeah. have told him this and he was like oh yeah um, i'll get my wife to fill her out when she gets home from work because she deals with all of that so i'm like yeah no it's a legal document you need to fill it out yourself and he just kept going yeah yeah it's fine i'll get the wife to do it and i'm sat behind the desk going shut the fuck up and just tell me you're gonna do the form so i can hang this phone up and stop telling oh, you that i need you no. to do the form. <laughs> i was like please Jesus. please just stop telling me your wife is gonna illegally fill out a legal document for you that's but as long as he signs it, that's fine. No, it's really not. Because if we no. if, if we find out or if anything comes to light of it, we, we can refuse to act for him and drop his entire claim. Oh damn. So what did he what what car or whatever did he have? Was it a Fiat a Fiat Legendoris? Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You're not sorry though, are you? But there we go. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Did you happen to be involved in an accident of my story? <laughs> by Legendoris. Oh, the guy on the guy on the phone. He fucking uh, he ran over a sheep in the middle of the road. What? Yeah, um, the sheep ran out in the road in front of him, and he hit the sheep. But he hit the sheep into another car, and the other car was claiming off him. <laughs> oh my god! The sheep probably <laughs> had red eyes. He sent he sent <laughs> us like three photos of this dead sheep on the side of the road. Oh my god. Right, on to Pokemon. This is yeah. new sheep Pokemon, right? The Wooloo. Yeah. Wooloo. Generation 9 got released. Oh, well, it didn't get released. It got announced. Mm. Yeah. So where Which are the starters, Ash? I, I, I know there's a duck, I think. Quaxly. Uh, yeah, so the starters are... It's Sprigatito or something, which is the yeah. uh, grass cat Pokemon. Okay. Uh, we've got Fuecoco, which is a fire croc Pokemon. And then Quaxly, which is the water duck Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So... Um, there was a pretty cool Pokemon that had a cool name. I forgot what it's called. Um, I think Lechonk. we said it earlier. Lechonk, yeah. Lechonk. Lechonk that's is a, not that's a pretty cool Pokemon. That is... It's yeah, a pretty that cat is Pokemon. A, yeah, it's a it's actually a Pokemon. hog if you want to go the full uh, classification for it. <laughs> yeah, Kev. Uh, but yeah. He's cute, though. <laughs> he's chonky. <laughs> yeah, he's chonky. He is chonky. Uh, do you want to guess his typing, actually? I'd say if you've dark. seen the pictures, you think dark. But like, where, uh, let me I've just now got a slushy, so I'm gonna try not <laughs> try not to like slip too much down the mic. Um. Oh my god! I was I just thinking like in... sort of dark ground. You reckon? You, mm. So should I tell you what? Um, I, I'd therapy say, says. I'd say more towards psychic. It's a normal type Pokemon. Oh, it's normal. Lechonk is normal. I imagine its evolution will be probably normal dark or like normal poison or something. Or maybe, maybe it like lose normal altogether. Um, type, what the, the fuck have you just put in? <laughs> <laughs> like I type in Lechonk and that is the first image. I kid you not. But yeah, I think a lot of the Pokemon community have fallen in love with uh, Lechonk. It's yeah. very, very, very interesting to see whether or not he lives up to expectations or if he just gets dropped. Like, but yeah, he's like I'm just gonna have him on a shiny version. Is there an evolution for him? We don't know yet. Um, we've oh, only not... had ten, uh, like new Pokemon being announced, and then the okay. one brand new Paladin form, uh, in Wooper. Yeah, uh, that's all we have at the moment. And then obviously a little bit more information about how the game's going to work and uh, Wooper what looks to expect. Interesting. Yeah, so Wooper looks Wooper's... very interesting. Whoop is that like water ground thing, isn't it? That nobody yes. likes. Yeah. The, the, the new nobody, f- nobody doesn't like him. Whoop is amazing. 
Yeah, he's not though. Let's the, be honest. The, the new I will sweep your team poison. with a Quagsire. Uh, yes, the the new Paladin sure form that? is uh, Poison Ground. Okay, then. So one v six. Well, while you equip things that are immune to ground, like flying types, and then a lot of steel types, a lot of like water absorb one to get rid of the water. Well, you you can. I'll, I'll make a team with Quagsire, right? and then I'll just bring it out on one of our random battles and sweep you with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to see. I need to um, get back into it though. <laughs> I haven't been. I, I tried the other day and um, I had close games, but I was making a lot of misreads and misplays yeah. uh, with the teams I was using. So I'm definitely out of practice. But uh, speaking of Pokemon that a lot of people are fond in love with, did you see the uh, the new fairy type Pokemon? I haven't. To be fair, because I've been so busy, I, I've missed out on, on like a lot of gaming news and stuff like that because obviously I've been getting home late and. I've just been too tired to do anything, and I'm falling asleep pretty much so, by the time I get through on, the door. On the brand new trailer, um, it obviously when it does like the the shots where it goes sideways, I can't remember what you call it, like panning shots Pans, or whatever yeah, they are. Panoramic. Panning. Uh, one of the shots they did was actually in a bakery, and they were what looked like buns, but they were dogs, um, which is another one that um, a lot of the communities fall in love with. So that one's called Fiddle, which is like a little puppy fairy type Pokemon. Is that like the, the thing with? Oh, I think I've seen it. Is it croissants or something for ears or something? Yeah, like buns or something for ears. Like cinnabons or something, yeah? Yeah, something like, like that, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain I, I, I know what, which you're on about. Yeah, that's that's pretty cute. I do like it. Pokemon's version of the gingerbread man. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Not oh, the gumdrop buttons! <laughs> well, she's married to the muffin man. The muffin man, the muffin man! <laughs> I'll be very disappointed if its evolution isn't close to that. <laughs> but yeah, so so what are the new typings? Was it uh, so Fido's or Fido's a normal? No, Fido's a fairy type. Oh, you're reading so um, Lechonk is a normal type. I made I made I made guesses. I know oh, right, you, you you did you guessed, and I already knew what they were because I yeah. looked into all of this. This is right, like okay, my so area. <laughs> Yeah. Ryan also spelled the name of it wrong, so that's why he I did. Yeah, doors in. Yeah, I just yeah. Was I reading, was listening. Like, I was listening to the video, and they said Fido, and that's how you spell Fido. In my I, I did point out before we started this that he spelled it wrong. So no. it's, you should have been listening to that. Can, can, can I just can I just say we were talking about the same Pokemon five seconds later? I said about the same Pokemon. Just exactly how we went into that match. We kill your friends, and uh, yeah. no, he's going to have lethal pursuer, <laughs> and you just hit me with lethal pursuer <laughs> from the other side of the map. Yeah, like that's that's what I mean. This is how my brain works. But uh, there's the co-op features up to three threads. Uh, so I mean, friends. Sorry. Yes, I'll just, I'll just correct it again. Um, so how how is that going to work? Does, have they released any anything so... on that yet? We, for the first time ever in Pokemon's history, have a fully playable campaign in multiplayer mode. Not only yeah. that, but we can do the gyms in any order we choose. Which but, is, again, a first time. Do they scale, but, then? There's a massive... Yes. They scale now? I, I believe they're going to scale, but I yeah. don't think anything's confirmed on that. Because like you, you wouldn't be able to... If you think about it in Gen 1, you wouldn't be able to just go straight to the uh, like the 8th gym. Uh, when you... they're level 60 or something, and then go back to Brock, who's sitting at level 5. Exactly. That's essentially it, isn't it? Like, you, if you'd done, like, Gen 1, but in reverse, like, you yeah. would start off with, like, 
the the eighth gym, but they would have the two Pokemon level ten to thirteen. But then so I imagine fair with like with like six Pokemon, six right type yeah. Pokemon. But yeah, I imagine it'll probably it probably won't scale to exactly your level, but it'll scale up to the amount of badges you have. I imagine that's kind of how they'll decide to do it. Yeah. But as I say, I don't oh. think anything's actually been specifically said on it yet. So I, I, this is what I was going to talk to you about if you knew about it, because I know the one I saw the other day, people were not happy about the fact that the gyms don't actually scale. And like you can do the gyms in any order, but you can go in with level hundreds against the gyms and it doesn't scale. So that's, that's the only thing that I thought was going to take the, the sort of playthrough out of the playthrough of the game. Because it, it's it, got to scale. It has to. Like it, because it it'll scale in the sense of like it'll give you the level tens, twelves, fifteens, twenties, but like even the eighth gym only added up to like levels forty and fifty, if I remember rightly. And then yeah, like it was the, the league that was like, the main one. The, the league, league in the main one was like around sixties and seventy for the champion, and then it was what like sixty five, seventy, and then up to eighty, I think, for the redo. Like in the older games, I think it moved to seventy, eighty, possibly for the reader. Yeah, so in, a, in so, that sort of sense, it, I think it'll scale in that way. But you could still essentially walk into gyms with level hundred, and it wouldn't scale up to level hundred to match. See, the issue with that is, I don't know if you noticed it during uh, when you watched the trailer earlier making the notes. Is mm. there's actually three different ways you can play the game, and only one of them is the gym. Uh, I think one yeah. of them was sort of teased in that it was some sort of competition um, event thing. Yeah, I can't remember the exact a, wording. There was a treasure hunt thing. Yes, that's it. So they do events where you can play through the events. And they've not touched on the third one, I don't think. I imagine the third of being like a big scale Pokemon tournament. It could be. Which I don't think they've ever really done in like the in like the anime style of things where you pick a team of like three Pokemon and battle someone to progress have, to the next round. No, they, kind of they have. have done that. In uh, Pokemon they've done, they've yeah, done that exactly. a little bit, but like I'm wondering if they do it sort of the way they do it with in the anime where you're in a big stadium with everyone watching and Yeah, battle resort. Yeah, like they they they, they had like what was it seven different ways that you can battle. Like there were some where you, some where you would like take three Pokemon in. They can be random Pokemon or they can be Pokemon that you've brought, yeah. and you'd go from room to room and you'd beat a new person and you'd see how far you can get. Or this like actual tournaments where yeah. you sort of have like singles, doubles, or triples. Um, and then there's a place. Uh, there's like a battle tower in the normal islands. I think in Ruby. Uh, yes, there is, yeah. sapphire and emerald, because all that's yeah. got a redo version of that. Yeah, then, so there's like there's always been that that sort of competitive side. That's that, and I think that may have been more like one like pushed me into a little more competitive uh, Pokemon because like knowing that I could only get to like level ten out of fifteen or whatever it was, like it was that's that's what that's what pushed me to to like train more, like and get better. It'd be interesting, especially with, like, the multiplayer aspect of it, where, like, you could join four friends and start off with, like, 32 people in a Pokemon tournament and get randomly drawn against your friends at any point. That would be good. 
this is where I think you're wrong. Because going in terms of what they said, there's three ways to play. Obviously, the first one's the gyms, which is something we all know. Yeah, the yeah. second one is a kind of treasure hunt thing, which I think we've probably kind of had in some games, but not to the degree this one's going to be in. Mm. It doesn't sound like they're touching on battle for this second one, so I think the third one isn't going to be on battling either, and could actually be leaning more towards the Pokedex and trying to complete was, that, like in Legends Arceus. I think that'll be where the third one comes in. See, I haven't played Legends Arceus, but I want to go back to the battling in a second, so I'll like the gym badges, but like forcing, not forcing people, but like getting people to play through a game to complete it, because not everyone likes battling, right? So if you put another way to complete a game is to battle. Like people that are really against that and then can't put teams together and stuff like that is go, like for example, me and you, we'd be fine with it but then going up against ryan it'd be cakewalk you know because ryan's not used to building teams and that's not not that's not a dig at ryan like because he's got better at it but i'm just saying like a, a few weeks ago before we started building teams like we could just build like a half half ass like competitive team and we'd smoke ryan no matter what he built so I'd, I'd say the only other way, because of like the way trading and stuff like that, you going into your other friends' worlds. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see if like, it's if you actually, were to, um, there's if, a throwaway if I, line thinking about it. What was it? What's the Pokemon Violet and Scarlet, right? So Scarlet yeah. and Violet, yeah. So for example, if I had Scarlet, Ryan had Violet. Like, I could join his game. He could join my game, and then I could get the exclusives. I could find exclusives in the wild on his game. I don't have. Like, I think that would be a more viable way to complete the game, which is completing the Pokedex, because that's what it originally boiled down to, wasn't it? Like, that was like Professor Oak's dream is to fill the uh, Pokedex. There is a throwaway line in that trailer thinking about it now, and um, they're talking about the multiplayer aspect, and they do say about racing your friends around yes, the island. They do. Because, again, I don't know if Kev knows this because you said he hasn't been too in touch with it. Mm. From the looks of the trailers, we get given the box legends pretty quickly. Yeah, they you start with them, apparently. So, Coridon and uh, Maradon, or however you pronounce them, every mm. single thing we've seen in the trailers, they're nearly always in it. Yeah. In some way, shape, or form. I don't want to go too into detail on exactly how they're in it. Because I don't want—I don't know if we're allowed to go that far into like spoilers and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, they're they're very apparent in every single trailer. Do you think because we can ride them, you get them as soon as you can? Like, you know, when in the in the games you can get the bike, that kind yeah. of stuff. Do you think that that's when you get them? I, I, I think, think you get so. them at the you... I think you get them at the start, and you can start off with them as a bike. Um, they do other things as well. So I think you sort of unlock abilities for them rather than having like a fly Pokemon and a rock climb Pokemon and this yeah. Pokemon. And I think you've sort of unlock abilities for them as you go along to the point that... where I think it'll get to a point there where you can then use them in battle once you've unlocked X amount of abilities. Like when, when you tame them. Right, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a taming sort of feature. Yeah. So like you, if you... Say for example, you climb like fifty mountains. You do X, Y, Z. You get enough experience, essentially, or you level your Pokemon up. Your I don't know, 
your bike or whatever it is, you level it up that much, you get the ability to unlock a new form. Like uh, Giratina. Like, they have a normal form, an altered form, right? Mm. It could be that, that kind of thing. But if you have it more towards the start, like, maybe you just see it on your travels and it's just like... No, hey, I, I think what bike. Ryan said is pretty <laughs> much bang on. I think you'll get given it as a riding Pokemon, but you won't be able to use it in battle until way later in the game. I think that is probably how they've done it. Yeah. Because if you need to get around, or if you need to climb mountains to advance in the game, do you remember... It's, it's going to be it's Pokemon Emerald. Is it the Mac bike and the other bike? The Turbo Mac bike? bike and the Acro bike. Acro bike, yeah. So do you remember in Pokemon Emerald when you needed the Mac bike to get up you needed the speed to get up the like the landslide things. Yeah, maybe it's something like that. To get around, you're gonna need to be on your Pokemon. So you, to advance to the next city or something, you're gonna need to be climbing a rock, or you're gonna need to like get up this like steep hill that you can only get up if you have you're on your bike kind of thing. If on that Pokemon. <sighs> The issue with that is that we're supposed to be able to battle the gyms in any order, so locking them behind needing an ability doesn't sound likely. But if we get them straight away, and then you unlock abilities with them, yeah, it, it might be it might, it might be, it might be you do one you action. No, it might it, it might be that thing of you can choose which order you do the gyms in, but to go to a certain gym, you have to get a certain ability to be able to go to that gym first, which in which Possibly. You, you make the choice to unlock something to go and do that gym. It could be a skill tree. Mm. Like it could it could be something as simple as a skill tree, like wherever like you can unlock the abilities or like you unlock the ability to scale mountains faster or you can ride faster, that kind of stuff. It could be, but that would be a first for the Pokemon franchise, I think. Mm. Exactly the same as like having online co op. That's the first. Yeah, but it's also... The, the it's online also court was something the community has been asking for for a long time. I don't think the community has ever asked for something like a skill tree. So I, also, I, I'm I'm not so sure on that one. Yeah, it's it, it might, Nintendo. It is. Nintendo, if they have a new feature, they would not release X amount of new features in one game. They'll release them one at a time. So they're kind of like Apple then. Yeah. It's, it's very but, much why why release a game and like release three new features on one game and then the next game you're trying to release you've got no new features for. It could yeah. it could be in a DLC kind of thing because what was it Sword and Shield I think they had the expansion they pass did, yes. and then they had these raid things where you choose Pokemon and the, at the end of the raid things that you had you uh you could keep the Pokemon I think. Yes, which by the way are coming back to the new game. So that that's also coming back. I I only had. Like, that's when I finished the game, I played it through on stream. And not long after, that's when the DLC came out. So I thought, I'll pick it up again. But I just, I picked it up once or twice. I did one or two raids. And I haven't actually finished it. So I was quite gutted. I, I completed the Pokedex, though, fully. Like, I transferred all my Pokemon as well from, like, all my previous gen games. Uh, from Pokemon Bank and stuff. And I was just giving shinies away to people, like, on stream and stuff. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Still, I'm kind of like that, but <laughs> it was only once. Me pick up a bit. Like, oh, I can't sure. wait for it to come out. I'm not sure whether I'll get both, or I'm not sure if I'll get one. But I do want to play a playthrough on it on stream. Oh, I'm definitely. Well, I know I'm already doing it on stream because Aaron's wanting to do it with me, so we're doing it at the same time, I believe. 
Nice. Uh, Gorn, I know you want to touch back on the uh, gyms again in a bit, but uh, there is another th three mons that have been announced. Uh, so Titan is one that I know yeah. Ryan knows about, uh, which is a pure ice type Pokemon, which okay. looks really really cool. He reminds me. I of do like think it's a mon. It's like Ice Pac Man. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> I do think it's a mon that I'm going to use. Literally that, but with legs. <laughs> uh, obviously, no Pokemon game would be complete without their own version of an Electric Mouse Pokemon. That has been announced. I don't think I've seen it in a trailer, though. No. So, Palmy is the Electric Mouse Pokemon for this game. Which looks adorable, but I don't recognize seeing it in a trailer. I th it is, isn't it? I thought I saw that. It might be uh, like in the background, maybe. A picture. Is, is it like Raichu colors on like a mouse? It's an orange. Yeah, so Raichu's Raichu's orange, right? Pikachu's uh, yellow. Raichu's orange. Let me get the picture for you. I wouldn't say it's like Raichu. No, the colors, the color combination that they use for him. Well, that that one. When it sends. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. So that was yeah. in the trailer. And then the last one is Smoliv, which is a grass normal type Pokemon. Which again, mm -hmm. I don't remember seeing the trailer. I thought I saw it that pulled me in the trailer. It, it might just be... I might have to watch I it back. I don't I feel like it, it is, but it's like it's like in the background, like in a tree yeah. or something. Really like a couple of clips kind of thing. Just to tease it. Mm. Or um, unless it's in something that I've seen like lately, because I... I think a week ago they released another trailer for it for something, and that's when they announced that like if you get it, you can get balloon Pikachu till like February yes. or something. So like there's a balloon variant mm -hmm. of Pikachu that you can receive through mystery gift like from release date to like February or something, and I yeah. think that may have been the trailer that I saw it in. Because that's the last also, thing Pokemon um, related that I've seen in the trailer. Is it? Ah, I must have missed those two then. Um, Smoliv is in like a battle theme, and it's being used as like that person's Pokemon. All right, that must be in the new one then. I thought I I thought it was a Badu. Yeah, that looks like a Badu. It does, yeah, but it's a brand new Pokemon by the looks yeah. of things. You know what? You know, uh, poor me. Mm. It reminds me of Teddy Ursa. Is it Teddy Ursa? Yes, Ursa? it does. Yeah, Teddy Ursa. Yeah. Yeah, like the the eyes and everything, and like the the little patch where the mouth is. I wonder how they start each Pokemon game. Like, do they start each new generation by going right? Let's let's invent a new Pikachu, and then we'll go from there. Well, they always have a Pikachu of that generation. They've yeah. always done that. Yeah, that's yeah. I think do, do they, they start with that. Quite possibly. Well, I think every single game's had a dog as well, hasn't it? Yes. Because yeah. that's because Fiddle is obviously the puppy for this one, but I can't think of a generation where we didn't have a dog. I'll lift Gen one, Gen two. Uh, Gen two Houndoom. would have been Houndoom, Houndoom. and then Gen well. three is Mightyena. Mm. I can't remember who Gen four is. Uh, this Snubble. Houndour. Ham no, Snubble was in Gen two. Houndour was Lily also Gen two. Lillipop the, the was Gen 4 or 5, I can't remember which. 
the legendary dogs. Uh, there's Lucario. There's that Furfro. Furfro. Hmm. But yeah, I think um, every gen we got a dog as well. Electric is the Horn region Gen Three. The evolutions—they kind of like dogs, right? That's the point. Will we get a new evolution for this one? Don't think so, because of the. Oh, no, saying. Do you know what? I was watching a video on it the other day. Apparently, the actual Pokemon Instagram has been posting pictures randomly of the evolutions. Mm-hmm. They have been. So, they so maybe we are going to get a new one. Build into a new evolution. Wasn't there that fox Pokemon as well later on in the franchise? Uh, uh, it's like a, oh, Thievel. I think so, yeah. Like a sort of orange-black fox. Black yeah, it's, black is, it's yeah. Nick, it's the baby, and Thievel's the evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, Vulpix and Ninetales, they were also dogs, I guess. Yeah. Would, would you class them as dogs? I thought Vulpix was a fox. But no, oh, I can't think of any. But um, as as well, going on to what uh, Bolton you were saying with the flying uh, Pikachu, yeah, their new uh, Z move or Mega Evolution answer for this game is the uh, was it terrestrial terrestrializing or something? Terrestrial forms, yeah, yeah. So you can terrestrialize your Pokemon to change the typing. Just some of them, some some of them do. So like protein kind of thing. Some, no, some Shoot of them change. Smeagol change their. Um... Sorry, <laughs> Smeagol's a dog, right? Sorry, <laughs> just to go back back to that real quick. Yeah, I'm some sure. of them do, but every I... single Pokemon in the new region can terrestrialize. Every That's single cool. one of them. It'll boost their moves, and um, there's the possibility of changing their typing. Like an EV, you can have three different. You could have three EVs, and they could all terrestrialize to different. Um, yeah. Piping. So I think the ones shown in the trailer were water and grass. Yeah. And it's been leaked that flying EV could also be a thing for terrestrialization. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how far they're going with it, because obviously from the competitive standpoint, being able to change your typing to nearly anything is going to be a bit busted, so I'm not... Obviously, I know you just said that it's not all Pokemon that can do it. But it's interesting to see how many and how limited it is. Isn't there already a flying evolution, though? No. No. That's one of the evolutions we never got. I don't think they could ever do it may have been evolution. A, it may have been a concept or something. I thought it was something like... There, there's a lot of concepts for new evolutions. Like I saw yeah. one the other day for... Uh, I think it was Oblivion, which was going to be the ghost type. It'd be hard to make an evolution flying type that didn't just look like Tails from Sonic. <laughs> That's also true. I mean, you, you, they could either do that. <laughs> that would be kind of they cool. Might make it, they type. might do the flying type Eevee terrestrial form and do the same as what they've done with the Pikachu and give it Eevee balloons. Could do, yeah. Yeah, more than likely. Unless that's where I've seen it, I don't know. Like, is is there an Eevee that's had balloons or something in the game? It's possible the Terrasilize picture might have had that. Because that's what the Pikachu one is. Yeah. But, like, picture an Eevee just with, like, the tail and the ears of, like, a pharaoh or something. That would be sick. Or you could have it something like, or is it Glaceon? Like like nice blues and stuff, so it looks like an ice flying type. 
trying. I don't think you'd be able to fool it to that degree because the Pokemon do look different when they do it. Yeah. They do look interesting. I'm not I'm not overly a fan of the look of them. But Well the evolutions. The the terrestrial forms in general. Yeah. It's I very... did see an interesting post the other day that um, when they think of new things, they go back to old movies. Because obviously we had Crystal Onyx back yeah. in Generation 1, which is possibly where they got the idea from. Yeah. It's, it's... They very much look like a Nan's ornament. Yeah, they really do. I know so, what you mean. Yeah. So I'm a bit like, it just looks like colourful blown glass, like... I think they would have been better off maybe doing it, but like having it where they sort of like, it might sound a bit weird, but sort of like spirit in Dead by Daylight where they had crystals on, like form on them rather than being totally made out of crystal. I think the only reason they didn't do that was to aid the nostalgia of flying Pikachu in trading card has always been a thing. So they really wanted to make that visible. And then two, in terms of like being able to change typing and whatnot, they probably wanted that to be visible as well. So having yeah. them in a giant crystal form and then changing the colour in that sense would be yeah. a lot easier to do than changing a few little tiny crystals on each Pokemon. Like they still could have done it with um, Pikachu because you could have just had the balloons that were made out of crystals attached to him. Yeah, they could have. Or the cheeks. Crystallised cheeks. His yeah, cheeks. that would look cool. We've talked about too many types of cheeks in this in this podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, back to the the actual gyms though. So I I think they've removed it, but you know the uh, back in like Fire Red and stuff. If you were over twenty, your Pokemon wouldn't listen to you, kind of thing. They've removed that entirely from the game, right? No, they haven't. No. Right, the so only then... difference they've made is that your starter Pokemon that you choose will listen to you no matter what. Right, okay then. So that's not that's not as bad. Um, this is what I want to get on. Because if they did keep it, then leveling your Pokemon to level 100, being able to go at any gym, that might be the reason why they haven't got the level scale and stuff. It's possible. Yeah. Because if, if you've... Um, if you've got the... Uh, like first two or three badges and the maximum level of your Pokemon is like level 40 and you go in with level 40 ones and it doesn't scale and it's like level 30s roughly you wouldn't be able to go in there with like a souped up Pokemon and just wipe it so if if they have the level sort of scale in place so it sort of bumps you to maybe five levels above five levels below kind of thing as well as capping your Pokemon and listening to your Pokemon listening to you, that I think that would be a good thing. I was suppose I was always a bit surprised they didn't end up going down like the typical competitive route where you would go into battle and your Pokemon you, would be level fifty and everyone would scale Pokemon to level, would be level yeah. fifty. That would be the only other option that I would that, think. That of. would probably be the best way of doing it. Yeah. yeah. Because everyone's on an evil even playing field then. Yeah. Like in that then, case, then you could grind your Pokemon to learn a move that you want them to use without them being busted to take the gym on. Exactly. The, the only downside to that is a lot of people uh, like the gyms in terms of seeing how much they level from each one. You'd take that away a little bit by setting everything to level 50. 
Pokemon couldn't level you, and they'd have to have two completely different uh, stats in a sense. In that you'd have the level 50 that you're tied to in the battle, but you're still gaining the XP on its actual level, which isn't seen. It could just give so, the XP at the end of the battle, though. Yeah. But, yeah, they could. Like that would, I think that would be a good good way to do it because maybe the, like if there's eight gyms, like the first four is skills for fifty, and then obviously after the fourth gym, you should your Pokemon should be level fifty or above, so we could scale it to a hundred. So then your your stats scale with it too, and then they just go back. It's kind of like a mega evolution kind of thing. If you want It'd to be think quite that interesting way. to even go along the lines of um, where you get a set amount of experience per gym. So if you defeat the gym, you get, say, 50k experience that would get split between however many mons that you took into the battle. So if you decide to only take three mons in to try and grind those three up quickly, you could get the 50k split between the three of them. That's introducing a whole new feature, though. Not really. And it's like... just like having the experience share on. But instead yeah, but of getting it's... experience per Pokemon that you've defeated, you would get experience for defeating the gym leader. Another thing in regards candies. to that as well is that uh, this is why on some of the battle things that I used to take part in, such as Smorgon, um, they had leagues called Little Cup, which were your baby Pokemon were always level 5, and they had to be uh, classified as a Little Cup Pokemon. Because if you scale them up to level 50, it's a very, very different battle, and it's not balanced at all. So the, mm. the smaller Pokemon were always level 5. So I don't know if maybe that's why they haven't looked too much into it, because obviously from the uh, the battling side, it'll be very, very different having, say, a Bulbasaur at level 50 as to having a Bulbasaur fighting its own sort of format at level 5. I, I know what I'm trying to explain. Yeah. Um, but that could also be why they haven't looked into it. You could also do it like having a level 1 Aaron with Sturdy, having a Berry. And just like using toxic and killing everything just with a level one. Like what I was going to do to you. <laughs> you, you tried to do it. I knew you were bringing it. <laughs> Yo, it worked like the first time. And the, I think the second time. Well, the, the, the first it was... time it only worked because you were fighting Ryan, I'm pretty sure. I burned you. Yeah. The first no, you tried no, no, Ryan Ryan refused. He outright quit the battle. <laughs> but um, I think... I think I did the toxic thing with you and then you somehow made me not go down to one HP or I healed or something like that and it sort of broke what I was doing because I couldn't die in one, like it wouldn't kill me in one hit. Possibly more breaker or a two time move. Yeah, something like that I think it was. But, uh, yeah, I, I uh, normally have something on my team when I'm doing that kind of stuff, just in case someone tries that crap with me. Yeah, it's it was funny though. It would have been like going against Ryan. <laughs> Ryan already had bad games. I think we played like ten, and he won maybe one or two of them because every time that I did a move or whatever, he would complain that RNG was on my side and like. No, there was a few times you beat me fair and square, Ryan. I took it on the chin. But then the, the other times when I was getting the upper hand and was looking like I was going to win, you'd get a fucking freeze off or some shit like that and you would just have pure RNG on your fucking ass. It was just something that I needed. 
It just happened. Believing whatever you in the heart need, of whatever the Whatever you needed your, perf- your one move to do, whether it was fucking flinch or freeze or whatever it was, it done it for you every time. It's just a skill issue, I mean. No. Just get good, right? Clearly <laughs> hacking. Oh, I wish I could hack RNG. <laughs> Jeez, do you know how much I'd, I'd do that IRL? It'd be no. awesome. No, it wouldn't be hacking RNG then. You would just turn the button on to say my move always flinches. Because getting three <laughs> flinches in a row is just bullshit. I mean, when you when you have fake out as well, that kind of helps. And then you switch into it. I think as well, I know the last time I loaded onto the competitive scene, um, for obviously the what we were playing on, every single team had Mega Law Punny, Ash Greninja, and what was the other one I kept seeing? <sighs> That's going to annoy me now. But yeah, those two were always in the teams, because obviously Ash Greninja's broken. And then Mega Law Punny having stamped Fake Out, and then mm-hmm. Scrappy as well. It's too busted not to use. But it got very, very boring. I think I did a dozen matches, probably, and had one match when neither of those Pokemon were yeah. out of that dozen, which was ridiculous. I'll shake up the meta. To be honest, that one where it wasn't in was the most entertaining match. Mm. No, I, I'm, I'm excited for Pokemon. I want to I wanna get the next one. Yeah, I am too. Well, if if yeah, if the four of us get it, I'll like I I doubt I'll be able to like play and stream with you because like when in September like that's when I get my qualification to become like a fully qualified coach kind of thing. Like oh. I'd be able to go off and do jobs and stuff on my own, and because I'll and I'll be insured then. Um, I probably won't be streaming that much in the daytime. It'd probably go back to evening streams. So if I'll be playing, it'll be playing it in the evening. So I'll I'll be. This is what what's happening now. I'm I'm missing like Ash's stream, Link's stream. Everyone streams like sort of midday to like six, seven o'clock. I'm I'm missing it, and it's I just feel like out of the loop with everything. That's why I don't know much about this Pokemon thing. I I haven't played the PTP on uh, Dead by Daylight. Um, I've seen like little bits of it when you guys were playing it in the Discord because I was just there, just melting, chilling, just from like skating and like teaching it all day. And I just, that's why I was just in there muted, just like I was relaxing. And um, I did not like Midwitch uh, rework, by the way. Uh, like, RPD, you mean? Yeah, RPD, God, God sorry. Yeah, I RPG. Like, um, as a Survivor main, kind of, currently, I, it's too overpowered for Survivors. They didn't need to change it. Like, I get that they've made the map smaller. They, no, they need they need to change it. And I think the initial changes that they made were fine. It's purely the amount of pallets that are on there. It's not so much the amount of pallets, it's the amount of god pallets they put on. Yeah. There's... From what I saw, there was two pallets at the both both sides of the stairs. Like and that time. on its own was one of those just pallets too with much. RNG for which side it's on would be perfectly fine. Yeah. yeah. Not both all the time. That was awful. And them cornering off certain parts of the map, depending on which variant of the map, I thought made a lot of sense. And taking, as much as I was a library chum, taking the top of the library off was also a very good idea. Like, so when... I feel like they were onto the right subject and they sort of were like, it's, it's very much behavior where they're like, they take this amazing concept and they do so well with it. And then they go, oh, but survivors are going to cry. Yeah. This this is the thing. Honestly, 
when the map first came out and I wasn't used to it, I was like, oh my god, this map is absolutely huge. Like, it is crazy, it is not good for killers, it's not good for survivors, I don't know where I'm going, blah, blah, blah. But it's been out for God knows how long now, like, what, the best part of a year? And yeah. I'm just, I was just super comfy with it. Like, I thought, and whether or not you believe, uh, agree with me, I'm, I'm fairly certain I've said this before, but I think RPD, before the change, was the most balanced map in the game. I like, disagree with that. I, I've never had, like, it's difficult for survivors to go around. Um, like, if you're comfortable with it, like, I, I was comfortable with, like, the one side. Like, say, from the, if you're looking at it from the exit gate where the stairs are, um, that stairs part, and then everything to the left, I was 100% comfortable with it. It was fine. It was no, no problem. The other side, not so much. Like, I could loop, but it wouldn't be that good. I'd probably go down pretty quickly. But the other side, I was, like, super fine with. But as playing it with Survivor, if you actually played it properly, look for the gens or whatever, you could you could manipulate and just go through the map, whatever you want, and find the gens. And as long as you prioritize the ones in the middle first, you'd be fine. As killer, uh, providing you sort of let the furthest gens go first, and then you can force like everyone to come towards the middle to try and get a three gen or something. Again, it's it's going to be an easy game for you. Depends on the like, killer. Hundred percent. Which killers do you think you, they wouldn't you, be able you, to? You could play Huntress on that map. I played Huntress on the map and got I a 4k. do quite well. I'd, I'd... It's not as hard as you think with Huntress. It's and that's not, coming from me. I still think the map was too big. Yes, it the map was too big. It needed to be that big. It was big, yes, I will admit. And it didn't need to be that big. But at the same time, out of all the maps that we have, it was one of the most balanced, if not the most balanced, in my opinion. Nah. I don't agree with the balance thing. I do agree the map kind of got fine the more you got used to it, but it was still a map that was far too big, and there were certain killers that you were never going to win with on that map. Which killers? Or if you did, you'd have to force a playstyle in some shape or form. I'd argue Billy isn't good on that map. I think yeah, Billy would struggle been, a lot on that map. I've been fucked by a Billy on that map. Like, You'll get that where there are some billies that don't really care and can still do really well, but I, I don't think that map was good for Billy. For, 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 for the average player. For the average player that maybe... It like, wasn't a nice map to play on. Yeah, I'll admit that, yeah. For, the, for, for, the, for an average player that doesn't play it, Survivor or Killer, regardless of the Survivor or Killer that you play, it's not like a good... This is not that of a favourable map for you. It, it doesn't matter which side you're on. If you play less than... Oh, to be honest, like... I don't play much. Um, if you play less, or Le if you Legion. play Legion, yes, it was good for Legion. No, no. If the, the only reason it cleverly. wasn't good for Legion is as long as the survivors are far away, especially with the rework as well. You never really got full use of your power with Legion. Yeah, but at least you knew where you you could put a sort of gauge on where the survivors were. Not to a degree, yes. They only but... you only get the killer. It's the same with the game. Look at the game. Like, the game's got two levels. It's, 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 I it's, don't it's, think RPD is comparable to the game in that sense. Like, it's easier to get down in the game. Yes. It's not so easy to get down in RPD. I think the only things with RPD that made it a more difficult map to traverse is the lack of ways to drop down, and then you'd have to really struggle to find your ways to get back up as well. Unless you went to the middle of the map and... 
like the average player wouldn't be able to do it. Like, to be honest, it, with the changes they made to the map, disregarding the pallets, just like the holes in the wall, like losing the top of the library, I think the map would have been fine as is. But I still think the gen spread on that map was a little bit too ridiculous. But with the extra holes in the walls and the the ability to move room to room without having to go all the way around, yeah, made it more balanced. And I don't think they needed to split the map at that point. It was the fact that if if say you wanted to be in the library for whatever reason, and you couldn't go left, I don't know, like the trapper maybe put a trap there, and if you disarmed it, you were going to die. You had to run down the corridor, all the way to the left, all the way back up to get through the library. That was a bit ridiculous in my idea, in, like in my opinion. It should have been that you could have just gone through a hole in the wall and got in. And I think it would have balanced the map out a lot more. But when they made the map, they didn't have, as much as the, the breakable walls and stuff, they should have added the breakable walls. In the yeah, they, they definitely should have. That was, that was on them. Like, it's hard to, say, I, it's hard I, to say what, what was licensing and not those, well, in all Yeah, but if, but if they can do it now, yeah, then they, 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 they didn't add breakable walls, they just put a hole in the wall. As if something oh. had just punched straight through it. There's no breakable walls on there. Yeah. It's just a case of someone's just punched through the wall and there is now a hole there. Like, Where that is what they've done. I am. I imagine, and I would like to think that the devs would have even turned around to Resident Evil and been like, to include the whole police station, it's going to be a bit too big of a map for our game. And they've probably pressed, been pressed into doing so. Which is why you probably quite often seen two gens spawn in that main room because it helped close the map down for a killer. Yeah. But at the but same then... time, now, months down the line, they're doing another collaboration. They can turn around to Resident Evil and be like, look, everything went really well with the, the last one. One of the biggest problems was the map. Will you allow us to One of to the add biggest problems is Breakout. Yeah, and then yeah. Flip Flop. <laughs> Breakout yeah, was the problem. They're never going to remove. They're never going to remove perks. But to be able to turn around no. to Resident Evil and say, "Look, we're doing another collaboration with you. Let us update the map. Have two separate maps where we can close it down, make it more like a Dead by Daylight style map, but still stay true, stay true to the the map that was Resident Evil." I think as well. Um, I know Kev just just mentioned the game. The reason why we've got so many pallets is kind of the same reason the game has so many pallets, in the sense there's not really a lot of window loops. And I think on RPD, I can only think of three, maybe it's four window loops in the entire map. So I, I imagine that's probably why they've even... got more pallets in it. Most of there them is quite even loops. So in the main, in the main room uh, where the stairs are, there's uh, you'd say it's a window loop, really, because well, it's not a window, room, but it's like a two banister. Two on the right loop. and one on the left. Wait, I'm I'm ignoring the banisters; they're not a loop. <laughs> right. Um, you no, you've, you've, you've then got you've got the banister unless you've got unless you've got balanced landing. It's not a loop. You're just getting yeah, hit. you're getting slammed. But there's the the two on the right and the one on the left. After yeah. that, isn't it upstairs next to the like the washroom? In the, the office, bathroom, yeah. isn't that the next window? There's, so there's one. The, there's in one the in that maps, room. There's one at the top of the stairs now. So there's one in that room. There was two to the the. As soon as you walk in, there's two to the right, uh, because there's like a little office, and then it goes into the bigger office, and then if you walk straight forward after you vault that window, 
then it goes where the, a gen usually spawns, and then there's another window vault uh, just behind that generator. So there's three there in a line. Um, then on the left-hand side, there's that uh, where, where the hook is, and then that unsafe pallet right next to the table. You go out to that little room, and then to your left, immediate left then, uh, you know where you got that long straight that you can just run up and down, and then there's a pallet just separating it? There's a room there where a totem usually spawns. Uh, that's a, another window vault as well. And then directly above you, uh, there's that office where there's always a totem in there that spawns, and then th that's another window vault as well. Um, as far as any others, I'm not entirely sure. But even the it's been a while since I played are, it. They're not. They're not. Some of them the aren't loopable, really, unless you've they're got a killer that is way over predicting. They're not. They're not strong loops. They're not but strong windows. They're, they're not just a window windows. Where you vault yeah, it but, and I'm safe on the other side. It's... But let's be honest. Like, there's anything can be a loop if you've got a killer bad enough or and a survivor good enough. Like you, to you, a degree, yeah, yes. But it's like it's, it's, like it's, saying, it's exactly the same argument with me saying that it's is it the most balanced map on the on the in the game? And you said, oh well, it kind of is, but you, you got to wait for average average killers or average survivors. You got to weigh them in the conversation as well. It's the same thing. It's like on the game, I I wouldn't have been able to loop uh, a decent legion on that one TNL for five gens. Like if it was a half decent killer, I wouldn't have been able to do it. But because it was a baby killer, I looped in there for the five gens. It's the same thing with, with a window vault. Like, you can vault a window and you can, like, loop around the other obstacles in the way for five gens if, if you had to kill a bad enough. It was more in comparison. Like, for example, if we use Macmillan, there's a lot of window vaults and pallet loops in that. They're kind of balanced in a way. You can run from one loop to another, and it could be a window or a pallet. doesn't matter. But there are the windows on the very edge that are like what Z walls or something. Yeah. You can vault it and kind of mind game it, but I wouldn't say they're very very safe loop. They're just windows that are there. That's what I'm kind of getting at with some of the windows on RPD. They may not be amazing. You can use them, but it's then I wouldn't class them much... as something that you would loop from one thing to another. It just is there in the room if you wanted it. Very much if you've got lots, Which is why there's a lot of pallets in there. See, I do I do get where you're coming from. But it's the, just like one of the it's main just how you utilize ones, things, right? It is. One, one of the main ones in RPD for me is that double pallet on the top of the stairs. That is just dumb. Take it one is. take it, one pallet ridiculous. away and it's fine. I saw you guys playing it and I saw windows of opportunity and I genuinely thought the first time of seeing it. I thought, Jesus Christ, Larry's have gone really dark. Like, I didn't realize that he was on uh, RPD until, like, the stream loaded in properly and I could actually see, and I full-screened it. And I was like, oh my god, this is this is the new RPD. And I was like, for killers, it's going to be... Well, it looks, on the first impressions, pretty bad with Windows. But as Survivor it looks too overpowered and i as much as i want a game that's like balanced and i'm survivor sided like pretty much mainly i i don't agree with it being that far survivor sided like as as much as i hate as much as i thought going to Haddonfield was fun just cuz you could bully a like no matter how good the the killer was the chances are you're going to like bully them and and win um the new Haddonfield is just so broken like there's just hooks everywhere in the the gen it's just awful um, 
I, I wouldn't want it too survivor-sided or too killer-sided. And RPD, to me, just looked, from initial impressions, uh, too survivor-sided. So they should change it. I like actually remove one palette. half disagree with that statement. And I don't think it's survivor-sided at all. Reason being is, uh, I don't know if you saw from the killer's perspective, uh, how close the gens actually are. It so is I didn't. way so, too easy to three gen now on the new RPD maps. So this way is why, easy. this is why I said from initial impre- uh, first impressions yeah. because I only saw it from your side. Um, I think when you changed over to Killer, I think that was when I dipped out. Because yeah, I, I think was that just, was before you came in, actually. Yeah, or before I came in. Then so yeah, I was I was just quite tired, so I dipped out early. I came in late, dipped out early, so I wasn't I didn't see the Killer side. So from Survivor side initial impressions it looked to survivor side so if i see it from killer side then i can make a full judgment from it but if you say that it's the gens are fairly close together being a killer main yourself i i fully sort of take that yeah, on board the, and the I'll, gens I'll... are way too close which is why i think they've kind of put those pallets in but... because of the current gen speeds as well yeah, but if you, like, in regards to, obviously, you saw how much I was abusing the two pallets, like, just running in circles, and then obviously I had balance on top of that. That's without factoring in any of the loops I can run to to save them pallets more. That is yeah. just me pissing around and trying to annoy whoever it was that was chasing me, just to kind of prove a point. Yeah, also, can I just quickly ask, did you guys notice any any of the games that you played on the RBD map, did you notice of the the totem that usually spawns behind the desk at the bottom of the stairs? No. Right, okay. Because if you had a totem there that spawns, you could bless it with a 5% haste. Mm-hmm. And those pallets, that would... Oh, it's 2% haste, is it? Okay, so yeah, that 2%, 2%, 2% haste, that would also be just breaking, game-breaking as well. But this yeah. is why, going back to what you were saying, with the old map kind of being balanced, I actually think they'd be better off going back to that, but keeping some of the changes they've made, like with the holes in the wall, like maybe even to a degree with some of the pallets they've added in or some of the loops they've changed, but not those two pallet stairs. Those need changing. Just yeah. one, of, one of them is fine. Yeah, one of them would be fine. Um, we don't need to. I, th- I think it just needs... It just needed some breakable walls. Or just yeah, some, some, just some way to maneuver and traverse the map so it's easier for survivors, easier for killers. Like, more easier for killers than survivors. Because like you said, the average player, the average killer, or the average survivor, they're going to have a tough time if you're playing against a killer that knows the map fairly well, or if it's an average killer and it's survivors that know the map fairly well, they're going to have a tough time. Um, So just adding ways in so you can traverse the map even easier. Like, even if it's just breakable walls... Like, just breakable walls for the killers so you can go to the next room so then you can drop down quicker or go to the next room so you end up by the stairs. Yeah. Uh, so you can just, like, go up the stairs kind of thing. Just something like like that. It will be interesting. Uh, we'll have to see how it plays in public for a while. Like, it's one of those things in a way sometimes you look at a map and you're like, I'm never going to die on this map, but then people make mistakes. Yeah. Everyone, like, we're a human. That's the thing. We're human. We're, we're prone to making mistakes. You look at the game when it first came out, everyone was like, like, this is ridiculous. You could just drop pallet, drop pallet, drop pallet, drop pallet, drop pallet, and never get hit in your entire life. Which you but still then, can, by the way. You still can, you, yeah. I was going to say. Can, you still can, but 
half decent killer that knows what they're doing is going to play around the fact that you're just dropping pallet. Oh yeah. So it depends. It depends on the killer heavily. Yeah, like some it, some killers can just run through all the pallets and still lose all the gems. Yeah. yeah. It, it yeah uh, it, 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 that, that, like some some killers do struggle with that, but that like you would struggle with that regardless of what map you're on. If you're playing only yeah. and someone decides they're going to drop pallets safely all the time and you don't get that first hit, you're going to have a bad time. The game doesn't make a difference to that. Like that's just survivors playing too safe for an only, essentially. But I do agree. I think it needs to go to live servers to yeah. test games in a proper format rather than people messing around on a PTB. Exactly. Nobody takes that's all it is. serious on PTB, so it's hard to gauge it. But yeah, exactly. first impressions, those two pallets will be one of the first things to get looked at. It's taken it's taken the time. But so like when a, when a map is designed that way, it's very easy for survivors to know what they need to do because they can just go, I dropped this pallet and there's a pallet around the corner. So I just go to that one. It's not hard to figure that one out. But killers have always had a way of going, oh, well, if he drops that pallet, I can just drop chase and go to this person instead. Or so, vice versa. Quick so question, like the, then. The, like the like the pallets above um, the basement in front of the basement on the game, those are two very strong pallets. But killers learned over time so that if you break the pallet and then go the opposite way to force them back this way, they're really pretty shit pallets. Like they don't really do much. Yeah, they waste your time and you have to break them, but at the same time, you can use them to force a survivor into a place that they don't want to be. So, I I do like asking people this as well. So, and I just remembered that Ash said that he played FPS. I'm switching the subject to a different killer at the moment. I'm sorry. A but, different um, game. No, it's the same game. All right. Uh, so you know when Trickster came out, mm -hmm. he had some decent recoil. He right did. On. So, do you think that Behavior should have listened to the whiny babies that couldn't handle the recoil, or do you? Do you think they should have? Do you think he should? They did the right thing by reducing the recoil to pretty much nothing. The thing is, his recoil isn't nothing. He still has recoil. It's very slightly. You don't have to really adjust. If yeah, you don't have to adjust. But if you were to just hold the button and let it go, I think about five knives in, you're above the target. So it's still significant. It's just easy to combat. Um, in terms Nine of times ten, you're running it, though as well. So you're running, so you're trying to keep your ADS like in the middle anyway. You're doing that naturally. It's hard to say, because in terms of balancing, you still want the tricks to be able to land the hit, like relatively well. You, you already have Huntress in the game. who only needs one, and her hitbox can be generous at times. It can. Death Sting you... has more precision, but has the reload behind it every hit. The thing is with Trickster, though, is that if you had the recoil... They they buffed him with the the amount of knives that needs to hit you. Like it doesn't require as many knives to hit you anymore. And especially if you got the add-ons. So I think if they they can keep those add-ons and stuff the way they are, just increase the recoil a little bit more. I didn't think the recoil was that big of a deal to begin with. It was easy to combat. Yeah, it was. Like if but you're used to FPS games to, for compensating for the recoil. There was a lot of people with, like, 
the lack of the skill of FPS to be able to control the recoil, the cry about it instantly. Exactly, and that's the same kind of people that would cry about not being able to play Deathslinger because uh, they can't aim or they can't time it properly or whatever. The same things that they can't do with, with Huntress, they can't aim the hatchets. Well, they did. Everything... They, they moaned about it when they nerfed Deathslinger, didn't they? Exactly. I like honestly though. The, the, the thing Deathslinger is, nerf, though, I hated. Yeah, the slinger nerf. In, it was too far, in my opinion. He all that needed to change was his terror radius. That was it. Didn't yeah. need anything else. 100%. His terror radius I, was the major problem. You could sneak up on a survivor, be two meters away from them before the terror radius hit. That is broken. Yeah, hundred percent. The quicker him down was it distressing the no that increases monitor it, and abuse. It? Monitor and abuse. Monitor if abuse you have monitor and abuse, off. it's just yeah, it's just it's just and, and when you combine that with the Eerie coin or whatever or exposed perks, the survivor didn't stand a chance. Yeah, all it was I, GG's. All I thought with the the quick scope thing that they could have done was like have it but reduce the accuracy. So you could, be fine you, with could that. you could quick scope. But you can quick scope someone through a fucking tiny ass fucking hole. I don't think quick scope was that big of a deal though. Neither there was I. not that many people that could do a quick scope and be accurate at the same time. Exactly, yeah. That's that's what I was thinking. A lot so, of people use the full scoping to actually aim or lead the shot. The only people that quick scope were people that were up your ass, and nine times out of ten they'd miss. Yeah. Exactly. The times that people would quick scope and just do it, they'd either do it to tease. Or if they did yeah. hit it, it was either lucky or it was like because they played Deathslinger that much, they they're just used to like where their ADS is going to be. Just like you with with Huntress, you know pretty much ninety nine percent of the time where you need to aim to hit a person uh, in, in like a TNL. Oh, yeah. My, my tracing now through walls has gotten ridiculous. I've discovered that with ice, but I'll come back to that later. Exactly. Um, <laughs> what I mean. so it's the same thing. So I think I think the ADS reduction, the only thing they could have changed is changed with the ADS is keep the ADS the same. Don't don't worry about it. But I, I do agree sway, to I do agree to a point. It was a little bit ridiculous how yeah. easily a Deathlinger could mind game something just by quickly tapping the button because the threat yes. of them shooting was there. So yeah. you, sometimes you did feel that you had to either dodge or pull the pallet, and you didn't have a choice. Yeah. So I agree with it to a degree, but I do think it's made him weaker. One hundred percent. I think like, what they could have done is with they could have kept the ADS the same, but the initial accuracy decreased. So like yeah, an like a weapon said. sway. Yeah. So yeah. it's like when you when you sort of like go into a scope, uh like on Call of Duty, you see the weapon sway. Mm -hmm. I think that kind of thing should have happened with him. And like if you held him, um, so for example, if you just run in and gun in an FPS game, the bullets are gonna fly everywhere. That should happen with him. So the longer you hold M2 to aim down the sights, the less sway you have. And then yeah. the more accurate you'll be. That should have been the change. Not the increased like by two or three times. Uh, aim aim down sights because that's just bullshit. Because you like the, the you the power of him was quickly aiming down the sights to mind game survivors. That was the entire thing about it. Like if you increase the terror radius, kept the ADS the same, you can still mind game. Then the initial accuracy then of the shot is going to be a bit off, um, and then he's back up to I'd say like a B tier killer, maybe even A. No, I'd say. Like, it's just subtle changes like that. Increase the recoil on tricks the, like, de uh, decrease, yeah, decrease the ADS speed, but increase the terror radius and increase the uh, weapon sway, uh, kind of, like, accuracy of the weapon. So, like, you can you can bait the, the, the shot, but 
but then you're not going to be accurate with it. Just so you got that initial sort of... Because killers are supposed to be scary. Like, if someone's aiming down the they side are. of you, if someone's aiming down the side of you, you're going to be scared. Like, that's, that's that was the entire sort of thing that I used to get a, a thrill by, is being, shit, he's aiming at me, shit, oh, he's not, little shin. And then I just drop the pallet anyway, or I'd, like, I wouldn't mind game that wall, or, you know? It's just... With reducing it now, you kind of know if he's aiming at you, the chances are he's going to take a shot, so you're going to have to dodge it. And that's so my complaint thing. with it is I can aim down sights and like sort of do a 360 just for like a laugh. I have to wait at the end of my 360 before I can actually shoot now. I can't just do it and just shoot. I have to actually like do the full turn, wait two seconds, and then I can shoot. <laughs> Which kind of takes away from it a little bit. Yeah. Like I, I when I played the uh, the new death thing, it was awful. I just instantly disliked it. It just felt like it took forever. Or even just like have add-ons to increase it again. So then they kind of force. But as much as it forces people to use those add-ons, then it's just. But it does take away the increased reload speeds constantly, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Maybe bring it back as an add-on. Interesting. I'll be down. What do I you... changed the um. The other AV one that he's got to that. Yeah. Change the. Of, um, Wesker. I can't really comment on it. I've seen the Mori's and stuff. I it was leaked, I think, wasn't it? Um, I saw the Mori's. The Mori's kind of look cool. It was it's similar to what I predicted, if I remember correct correctly. I With like the tentacles think... coming up from the ground, like a pinhead kind of thing, and then yeah. I don't think you'll them. match um, Blighter and Nerf. But he's no, very not, much, nothing's going to come that close. I think he's very much around um, spirit range. Yeah, he's yeah. 100%. Yeah. So I'm going to... Is the PTB still up? Not sure. Possibly. If it is, it's not going to be up for much longer. Okay, so depending on what I'm doing later, I might just give it a go if you guys down. I'm not doing anything, and yes, it's still up. Okay, cool. So um, I'll go, down, go downstairs and like download it after this. The the best way I've seen him described is like a cross between um, nurse and demo. Okay. Where he has like blinks, but they're more like demo lunges, but he can do yeah. them back to back, so he can do two lunges. I honestly prefer Mag's description of him, which is probably the most accurate thing I've ever heard. In the, have you played Overwatch? Yes. He is a Reinhardt demo. That is what he is. Okay. So, he's he's very very interesting. The fact that you can walk in between your dashes and still get your second dash off a little bit as well helps him. So yeah, the... it's very very lenient. Yeah. So how does his perks work? Like, do they seem overpowered? Did no. you try them with? Many... I don't think they're overpowered, but I think they're good enough to slot into builds. Like Terminus um, is injured and down, become broken until uh, the exit gates are opened after the last gen pops, and that'll remain for thirty seconds after the gens open. Um, it does actively block cleansing against the plague, um, and adrenaline, from what I'm aware of. Right. So if you're injured so, when the last gen pops, you'll get the speed boost from adrenaline, but it won't heal you. So with, with perks like Awakened Awareness, like running uh, Awakened Awareness with Lethal Pursuer, so it's increased um, Starstruck and, I don't know, some other 
perks or receiving perks or whatever. Did you guys try any builds like that and how did it work? Not really. Um, it's sort of, it's nice information. It's a nice perk for a lot of killers, but like, well, Ash being a Huntress main, he's already looking to hit people fucking on the other side of the map, not 20 metres away from him. Yeah. So. Because he, he, he goes for the highlight reel. That's yeah. what you're saying. You're saying he's a, he's a style boy. I can't remember what the, um, the names of the maps are, but it's like Father Campbell's Chapel, but it's not that one. It's the one with the big circle building in the middle. That's still Father Campbell's Chapel. Is that the set of maps, is it? Father Campbell Chapel is the... Oh, no, that's the clan one. It's yeah. Crotus Pen Asylum. Yeah, that Crotus Pen is the... Sorry. Yeah. So, um, I think you'll probably remember the game, Ash. You were playing against people on that thing and just slapping them with hatchets left and right. But you down someone outside the building, just turned and threw, an, threw a gap into the building and down the Claudette <laughs> up there. <laughs> I, I still have that clip for that one. It's so good. <laughs> what the like it wasn't even like all revealed or anything you just no it was just I, I knew she was chilling there so there's two people downed if i remember correctly at the time yeah and i was just like i bet someone's in that window i turned around through it and hit someone i was like <laughs> oh, easy man. she was injured as well at the time so she went yeah. down and i was like well that's match point <laughs> i was brilliant that was um i think it'll be good for people like um Nurse, nurse is going to be busted with it, but nurse is busted with a lot of perks. Do you want to ask uh, what perk we're talking about? Because I did just go to the bathroom. Uh, awakened awareness, the twenty meters when carrying a survivor. Oh, that's that's going to be standard on this now. I think yeah, nurse, nurse is pretty disgusting with it. Other than that, like, yeah, it helps people, but unless you're running a certain build, it's not really going to make too much difference. It's just sort of nice information. Yeah. Nurse and Myers will be the two people that use that. Because obviously mm. Myers in tier three, you can just book and then straight away go for the next one without worrying about it. Yeah, yeah. Those will be the two that utilize it. It's, it's killers that would do well with infectious fright would do well with that. So what Not, about? Uh, with the exception of maybe Oni. So what about if you put awakened awareness, lethal pursuer? Um. Oh my god. Something like Deadlock. And. Honestly, mm, it would just be. Like Deadlock. No, no, no. It would be Lethal Pursuer, this perk, and Starstruck. Yeah. No, I was thinking need. of Nurse. Yeah, yeah Starstruck. Oh, yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. Starstruck, yeah, because of. Because yeah. it's just GG's. Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't win that. <laughs> It'll be uh, fun. I don't think you even need. Lethal pursuer with it, like you see him. For you 20, don't. You've to seen be him for ten. You've seen him for two seconds already after you've put the survivor down or hooked them. Which, if you already well, sort of aware of it, could be the difference of them crouching away. Yeah, but then, uh, at the killer. same at the same time, like if you're a half decent killer, if you know if they're within a twenty meter radius of you and you see them for two seconds, you're gonna be on their ass, more I or less. Did you see Depending the changes the that Nurse is getting? No. Nurses' range add-ons are going. Not having them anymore. Oh. About time. So it could be that they are going to use lethal now because they actually can't make that distance anymore. 
So midwitch nurses aren't going to be able to just teleport to any side. Uh, midwitch is still going to be good for nurses. It's a small map. Yeah, but like with midwitch, the range add-ons. Like even down to trapper, like twenty meters isn't that far. Like if you see someone hiding in a corner when you're hooking someone, you can turn around and go straight to pretty much where they were. And from there, you're either going to see scratch marks or you're going to know that someone's nearby anyway. Yeah, but it just guarantees it will lethal because by the time yeah. you close that distance, you're practically going to yeah. be looking at them after four it's, seconds. It's it's a it's a nice it's a, safety it's a nice it's a nice addition, but it's something I wouldn't say is necessary for that perk to be eaten. No, no, not by any means. And then there's superior anatomy, which I actually love. Um, they did change it from what the leaks were. Um, so originally the leaks where you only had the boost for like three seconds after the survivor made that vault. They've taken that away. So um, I find it quite interesting of the fact that if a survivor vaults within eight meters of you, you get that vault speed, which is up to 40%, until you vault a window, and that's when it goes away. Right, okay. So you might not necessarily use it in that chase. Yeah. So you could just like run, get get looped somewhere else, and it'd be. If you could loop, uh, sorry, if you could uh, vault a window that would one hundred percent shut that loop down, and you get a hit, like you'd save yeah. it for that, yeah. Yeah. That it'd be essentially cool. a case if it, if like they could vault a, a window and run to shack, and you just go right. Well, I'm just gonna go to shack, do a mind game. And then vault the window in their face, and you have that well, increased vault speed. Then. To be honest, Shack's the perfect example. Those times where you vault the window when you're already in Shack out, and they run to the pallet, and they yeah. just get that pallet down with this perk, they don't make the pallet. No. Yeah. Not at all. Even just following normally, if you're pretty close, like if you if you were like, if I lunged, I might have hit them if with a bit of ping, like. If you immediately vault the window after them, you catch them. 100% every yeah. time. Nice. And it's very it would... fucking sexy on that <laughs> It would be interesting. It's also um, busted for Wraith. Um, if you had the, have the right add-ons and... Three you... stacks of, <laughs> and three stacks uh, of fire, fire up, you actually can't vault the window. You end up on the same side. And if someone stood behind you, you get stuck in the window. That's pretty cool, though. He vaulted, Ash, Ash done it with Wraith and vaulted the window, and I stood behind him as he went to vault it, and he got stuck in the window. <laughs> Could actually be some pretty cool tech, though, because you vault the window. If you have Bamboozle on as well, it blocks the window, but you're still on the same side you already were. So it'd be a very interesting like mind game mm. usage. Obviously, it's broken and it needs to be fixed. Yeah. But if they don't fix it straight away, that could be some pretty interesting tech. And it doesn't half fling Legion as well. Oh yeah, Legion goes flying. <laughs> like window tech and a Legion that's using that is gonna be fucking easy because they land about five meters away from the window. Jesus. But no, they I I like it when they release perks that are pretty strong that are made stronger by putting them in a build. Yeah. Yeah, they're not like meta game breaking. They're yeah. just no. a new way to play. But that being said, there is a perk that's quite concerning, but then, well... It's not concerning, it's just abusable. That's the problem. 
I'm starting to think about it more and more. I've been thinking about it more and more as reassurance for yourself. Kev. So it's 30 seconds pause on the wiggle timer and you get a 40 second cooldown. The 40 second cooldown starts when you put that 30 seconds on. So it's actually only 10 second cooldown. So each hook state is say 60 seconds. So you could use it over and over again. You could get at least four, five if you're good enough sets of 30 seconds onto a first hook state. Now, if the killer's camping, it completely fucks them. It completely fucks them. There's fuck all they could do. That person's just staying on the hook and not doing anything while everyone else is doing gens. But in terms of value for if the killer isn't camping, I don't think it's as valuable as maybe it's people not. think it is. So it's what's the actual description the then? Because it so, says it pauses the wiggle timer. I'll, I'll read the exact description. Because I'm trying to find it right now. So, so do you know the exact... what Kindred does? Yeah. It's the same, not Kindred, sorry, Kinship. It's the same as Kinship, but it's in a button. So you get within six meters of the hook and press a button, and it'll pause the wiggle timer for 30 seconds. I'm, I'm not going to read the text thing that just goes with the perk. I'll just read so, exactly what it does. The wiggle timer to get off the killer's back, yeah? No, on no, the hook. When you're on the, the hook. struggle phase. Oh. oh, it's a struggle. That's why I'm getting confused because he said the wiggle. So the wiggle is when it's... you wiggle off the survivors. Uh, yeah, ignore the word back. wiggle. Ryan messed up. Yeah. That's why I was it's confused. When you're the on struggle. the hook, first or second stage, you pause the timer for 30 seconds. Right, okay. So on its own, isn't busted. My concern with, with the perk is we'll use tier one as an example. Tier 1, it's only 20 seconds paused, and obviously you've still got the 40 second cooldown, right? Yeah. If there's two of you going in with malicious intentions, obviously the killer has play in this, so it won't be an exact science. The two malicious survivors can keep the survivor on hook infinitely, and there is nothing that survivor can do about it except for disconnect. That survivor, they can do the first three um, escapes, like they can try and get off themselves, but they can't miss skill checks in the struggle phase because it pauses them. They can't obviously um, have anyone rescue them because one of the survivor that's maybe doing the gen has to come and rescue them. The only way they get out of it is if the killer sort of stops it and just allows them to die, or if they disconnect. But even so, like, even the killer can't really do much about it without downing the two people that are doing it. Yeah. So the perk so, can be used to hold a game hostage, but only if the killer doesn't interrupt it in any way. If the killer's in on it, so say there's a streamer, and the killer's managed to snipe in and doesn't like the streamer for whatever reason, and the two survivors just don't like you, they can all hold you hostage, and you have to disconnect to get out of that match. Just because every 40 seconds that they're going to put that cooldown on you. Well, it's the 20 seconds, but it starts when you do it. So the other survivor, when your 20 seconds is up, obviously you've got the 40 second cooldown. 20 yeah. seconds is up, you've got 20 seconds cooldown left, the other survivor does theirs. They can just cycle that over and over and over again until you just disconnect. It is a genuine, like, we, we did it, unfortunate we, to a few of our survivors that we got and chase. <laughs> you we, can do it. We held a Michaela on a hook for that long that um, I got hooked and unhooked. Um, but what's the chances Chris, of somebody Chris actually Scott. doing that in a public match? It's, 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 it's very abusable. 
it's not so it much the chances of it's abusable. Like, it seems it very is. abusable, but you got to think how many people are actually going to be like, yo, there's two of us or three of this us is, or whatever. This is Let's the dead by hold. daylight community. It's, yeah, no, I know, but how you think if you're, you're gonna... if you're playing solo queue and you get linked up with a three man swift and you miss a skill Do check, so they, they decide like. that they're just going to fucking piss you off, like piss off, piss off, piss around with you. Like, oh, again, from a streaming point of view, if people just snipe into your lobby and they just want to annoy you. The Michaela was on hook for so long. <laughs> Good luck. <that laughs> it takes me, a lot to get me annoyed. <laughs> the, the Michaela got hooked for so long that me, Ash, and Chris were all either downed or effectively dead by the time she hit second stage. Yeah. And she, I don't think she was halfway to second stage at that point either. No. And that was only because she tried to attempt to escape once. Yeah. Like, granted we all died disgusting. trying to keep it on her and that was the funny part of it but at the same time she was on the hook for about three minutes in yeah she had about 500 points that game i think <laughs> like, like i think it's good right i think it's a good perk but like the, i think is. the chances of it getting abused getting abused in the ptb is gonna probably cause it to have negative impact so they're gonna end up uh putting something like six charges or something on there or a certain amount maybe three or four charges the, the only thing well, they need I... to do is put it in that the survivor on the hook can choose to give her yeah if they're being i, held I said by that the, to a tweet to them i was saying like give them a five second window the survivor on hook to accept or decline the perk yeah. being used on them so if they are being abused in some way that gives them a chance to get a skill check that they can ignore Obviously, it needs to happen twice to get out that match if they're being held hostage. Yeah. And the five second as well in reverse allows them to hit a skill check that's maybe come up and then accept it if they do want it. I would, I would just have it as a, as a button. If reassurance is used on you once, you can't do anything about it. But the second time it's used on you in the same hook state, there should be a button that comes up saying, do you want to give up? Yeah. So that you can't be held hostage in that situation. Because it is something that will happen. And oh, but, people but, 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 won't but like that's it only if, they have to disconnect. Yeah, that's only if people... Like, when we've gone in with meme builds, that's only if someone goes in with a meme build with the intent to hold the game hostage. And like I said before, the killer has to be in on it as well, but there will be scenarios where it happens. Yeah. So it, And I know that the beha like behaviour won't want that kind of thing in their game, because it won't look good for them. But the perk on its own is a fantastic idea. Because it yeah. does counter camping, which is something they're trying to do. But it's just yeah. they've overlooked that very small percentage of players that will use it in that manner. Like uh, certain bigger streamers, right? I guess. It's not even so much that. Like, even just the, the mechanic being in the game now allows hackers to be able to go in and do that. Oh, let's be honest, though. Hackers can... Look, look what happened the other day when I had the hacker... No, I understand that. There's only they so can much, do anything. There's only so much you can do to stop it. Yeah, but you've effectively given them a button that they can press to hold the game hostage very, very easily. Like, most yeah. of the time, hackers are there to piss the killer off more than anything. But, but the same... It's, it's, it's just potatoes, potatoes kind of thing at this point. It's like... If you want innovation and you want different ways to play the game and have fun, you're gonna need to put up with like some of these things, right? The only yeah. way that, unless it gets like totally abused into the ground, where, like you said, people are constantly get if people are constantly getting 
like held hostage every single game or like the yeah. majority of the games and they've received like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of complaints about it yeah they're yeah. either going to do two things they're going to change it completely or they're going to just put charges on there so if if somebody you have one or two charges maybe every time you save some you start off with like one charge or two charges and then every time you save a survivor you get an extra charge the example so, i use is um soul guard no one on this world thought the soul guard needed to be changed or anything but they put the 30 second cooldown on there to stop it from being abusable because people will find ways to abuse things so this is oh, just yeah. an obvious way for something to be abused that's why it got changed because people were abusing it no i know but like like it wasn't it wasn't happening that much all over the place that like everyone's going oh my god soul guard's a problem but it was enough that they sort of went no we don't want to see this being abused in this way so I feel like this it might they may end up going on the same route with reassurance. Well it was the same thing with um breakout boil over when boil over got that massive buff and then obviously RPD played a big part in that. Yeah. They changed yeah. it wasn't necessarily holding the game hostage, it was just stupid. Because obviously they still bled out eventually. Yeah. But it just yeah. process that nobody wants to deal with. And that's effectively what this perk's gonna create if people are gonna be malicious with it. Yeah. But the the only people that are going to be doing it is people trying it because they've seen their content creator or streamer doing it or they hear about it, whatever. Or they it's the streamers or content creators doing it for a clip or reaction or whatever, or like just just to get some abusive text or something for their thumbnails. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the only type, like that's the only type of people that would would go for it any normal person playing the game just day to day or just average gamer or just playing it because they enjoy it they're not going to run builds like that all the time they're not going to maybe they'll try it once or twice have a laugh with it yeah but they wouldn't do it to constantly hold the game hostage nobody wants to be in a game for like 25 30 plus minutes of dead by daylight when it can yeah. be over in like 10 15 minutes They'll just they'll they'll definitely be videos made about it. Like I can't wait for the the old um, toxic Squid Swift tries to abuse reassurance, but I knew what they were doing, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not bothered. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, I totally can't wait. But that's what I mean. They'll use it for clicks, and then that could possibly be the next spine chill resilience build, like Volt Speed build. You know, that's that's what I'm envisioning. This is going to be. Like, rather than it being spine shield resilience of, let's loop the killer for five gens, it's like trying keep to keep person this person on, hook for, on hook for five minutes. gens. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the thing, though. People have already made videos on it saying, I've kept this survivor on for seven minutes, whatever, with yeah. this perk. Like, people are finding out, like, how strong the perk is. So it's yeah. only a matter of time before people find out that they can keep them there indefinitely. Like, in, in a way, it's good. The, the it fact is, that yeah, I, I agree because, with that. Because then if it was so niche that nobody really knew about it, it's, it's kind of like if you look at the GTA days where there was all these money glitches and stuff like that, and as soon as one person made a video on how to duplicate your cars and get some infinite money and stuff, everybody knew about it eventually, and then it got patched and people got banned and people's accounts got like flagged and stuff like that. So it's the same same as this. Like, yeah, it's abusing something in-game that if only a handful of people knew about, it wouldn't be a problem but when the masses hear about it and everyone's doing it all at the same time and it kind of ruins the game's sort of like going, going back a play year style, or so going back a year or so it would have worried me but in all fairness to be a behavior when people start abusing things now they are a lot quicker at fixing those things 
Yeah, they've also got the kill switch feature as well. So if it, if it gets too abusable, they will just kill switch it. Mm. But they've got very good analytics now, allegedly, to to see how many people are using it, all that kind of stuff. Because you, you, it's like that's how they've done the big sort of meta shakeup, is because of all the analytics that they've been gathering. The question is, they keep well, they they apparently apparently monitoring new matters arising to be able to address them. So, be curious exactly to see if how much they're still monitoring it. So the only thing is, is the fact that my problem with the PTB is the fact that it's not available everywhere. There's there's two two main problems: the fact that it's not available on uh, consoles. Yeah, sorry, my, my head just went then. So, um, if what they could do is they could release like a DVD beta app that was free or like free to purchase, free to download if you already purchased the main game. Because the servers turned off essentially. It, the, it, the, it the costs, PTB... it costs too much. How does it? Because with consoles, they have to pay Sony and Microsoft every time they put an update through. Can Every I, uh, time they would release a PTB, they would have to pay Sony and Microsoft, whereas Steam, they don't have to. They just put it out there. We are also, they did actually implement a beta support system. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's only on Steam. And as far as I know, they've only used it once, and that was the new Wiggle. I've never seen anything put on it since. And I can't even remember how long ago that was. It's what, if, if you watch updates, PC will have like a mini update and then the mid-chapter update like the bug fix patch um consoles won't have it straight away it'll come out later the generally though that's because it's got to go through a vetting system to make sure that the update is safe and whatnot and that's that's the reason from for what, it from what, I, I, from what i understand they have to pay x amount to sony and microsoft every time they put an update through that's honestly the first things first time i've i've heard of that how about you, Ash? I've never looked into it, so I can't on that. Yes, yeah, same. That's the. I know the fact that with updates, you they have to put them in well in advance mm. uh, for consoles because they've got to do their own checks on Microsoft side, make sure everything's safe and whatnot. There's no malicious code and everything. Um, but as as far as like paying for each update, the amount of times that I've seen like updates for for games that are, like sometimes daily like i wouldn't uh, think that actually is um the game that i've been playing path of titans has had uh, as of today 12 updates since it came out a few, like i think a fortnight ago Just exactly so Steam surely surely they wouldn't want to pay for every single update right yeah, it was coming out every like two days at one point it was getting ridiculous yeah so it 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 depends like they like Path of Titans is updating the actual game every time, whereas the money that it would cost to put a PTB out for like well the week that it lasts and then to take that update away, so they would have to pay for it to be put on, pay for it to be taken back off, for the sake of seven days. No, no, no. It's so not... it's it's not even that. It's 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 not even that. So. They could do two things then, okay? So if you want to put it that way, you can put it, they can update it two ways. So one, look how Call of Duty does it. Like, there's big patches, and then there's, like, you, you start up Call of Duty, and the latest Call of Duties, they connect to the server, they download whatever information, and then it restarts. 
it restarts the game. It's not necessarily going through Microsoft or Sony servers. It's going through the Call of Duty servers. And then there's like massive patches or big patches or something that needs to be permanently on the console or whatever to, to sort out. And then they download through the store. So it could be something like that. And the fact that, that if, if, if they had a PTB app on console, it wouldn't be needing to take the game off and on the store all the time because it's, it's kind of the same as uh, if you connect, like all they need to do is just turn the server off or just re remove access from it from external sources. It's, it's really simple. It's just so when, they, when you open the app, it'll just say unable to connect the server. That's all that'll happen. That way, and that might be part of the reason why they made all the changes they did when they did recently because they like the PTB patches are much smaller than what they used to be. And yeah, it was like a gigabyte. Main, going back to main is also a much quicker update than what it used to be. So it might be that they yeah. were optimizing it to be able to put it out to consoles as well. But... Exactly. That's that's one of the issues that I have is the fact that it's not available to consoles because you're only getting maybe 30 to 50% of the player base uh, because they're on PC or Epic. So you're missing out on a massive chunk of potential bugs, potential exploits and stuff. And then apart from that, look at what we do on the PTB when we do actually play it. You go on custom games to find bugs and exploits and whatever yourself play with. But, there. but you don't actually play properly, do you? Like you're always constantly memeing and stuff. So I don't think one week for the PTB is like a big thing. Like, yeah, people will probably get annoyed or just... Because they're not keeping their blood points and stuff like that. I, I just don't think. I think if you join the PTB, everything should be unlocked. Because you might want to try something with the killer's perks or whatever in a public match that you don't actually have on all characters. And then I'm... it's only a... Like, it doesn't affect your real-time real, real -time progress, so why not play Ace Visconti with all the new perks or whatever? Just because you got all the perks unlocked, yeah. Because otherwise, yes, there's two things: you're either stuck to play kill your friends with all the perks unlocked, or you're playing survive your friends, and then you have to like try and use all your um, what is it, blood points, if you have any, that is, to unlock the the perks on the new character or unlock it on other characters. So it's kind of difficult. Being surprised about is there is zero, zero incentive to play the. There's nothing, not, no. Not technically true. There is incentive because people want to play the new stuff. Yeah, but like, Outside there's people that. out there that would go on there. They'll play the PT, like, sort of like what we do. We play the PTB for a couple of hours, tested some things out, and like, yeah, his, his power's cool. His Maury's nice. Um, this is a bit busted. Yeah, all right, no worries. Happy days. Off we go. And you don't really get into the nitty gritty of things. Whereas if you said to people, all right, if you go on the PTB, you play x amount of games with the new perks or the new killers or the new survivors and we'll give you fucking 10 an exclusive off charm. the dlc or an exclusive charm or i i think 10 percent of the dlc that would be too much because if it's too if it's like uh resident evil 2 for example they'd increase the price yeah they'd increase the price and then that would increase for everyone as well uh, like 10 percent isn't that much like no. the DLCs are like what ten pound tops, ten ten percent you saving a pound. It could be as far it, as it depends on, on the person's situation. Like some some people like ten pound is a lot, some people nine pounds. No, I is know. A lot. 
but that yeah, but to, to behavior to give away 10% to get more accurate and better data from a PTB for a pound per person that puts that time and effort in isn't really much in the grand scheme of things. But something that they could afford to do is if you play the PTB and you do test it for say 10 games, you just when you when it comes to live servers and you purchase the uh, new content, all of your stuff comes at Prestige 1. And then that's the perks unlocked as well. At yeah. Tier 1 on it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That'll, that'll start, be... start a P- Prestige 1. Yeah. If you play ten, 10 games as one of the new survivors and 10 games as one of the new killers using their perks. I'd be against saying like, each because you've seen Kyrgyzstan. No, yeah, but then but, but theoretically, but, if more people are going to have the incentive to go and play it, more people would be on the PTB playing it, and the queue time should improve. So I think it could be a mixture of both of what we said. So you could have the prestige one for for killer or survivor, depending on which game you play ten games with. Because if you remember, there was an incentive for playing with the new wiggle system, wasn't there? Yeah, they've done twenty k blood points for every game you played with. Exactly, so they could do the same thing with this. So, like, if you play 10 games uh, with Survivor, you'd unlock a Survivor exclusive charm, and that Survivor then, when you purchase the DLC, will be Prestige 1 upon release. The same with a Killer, you receive a Killer exclusive charm. So that would give the incentive then to both play Survivor and Killer to get it not only Prestige 1, you'll also get it with the exclusive charm, which not a lot of people will have. Yeah, it's not fair for console players, but if they get a PTB for console players, that would be great. Um, and then when you uh, do go to live servers, then you've got everything unlocked so you can get it on your favorite characters. Whether you like the character or not, or want to play the character or not, you can still get the perks on your main. Yeah. I think that will be good because the, they've already got the incentive. If there's too many killers, you play Survivor and then you get faster queue times and you get extra blood points. Yeah. Maybe maybe that with all the incentives of playing both sides it would uh give more of a diverse sort of represent and better representation of the ptb and how things should go survivor queue times on the ptb are usually really bad because everyone's trying well not not survivor sorry killer times are usually really really bad because everyone's trying to play the new killer yeah that's that's almost true for me Like, like usually if i play solo it's very difficult to find a match. It seems yeah. to be like five, ten minutes wait time, like solo queue. Yeah. In PTB? Yeah, in PTB. Always instant for me. The killers I, are where the queue times are. Yeah, yeah, but if I play as a duo or a trio, this, or obviously a squad, it's instant. It's weird. Because Every time I play solo. Most PTB are half decent at Dead by Daylight, so they're just trying to get people close to your shitty MMR. No, because they don't enable that in PTB. You just go up against sent. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Ash, Plus... Plus, that argument's invalid because I was with a hacker and they only go with people with at least 1,700 <laughs> MMR, which is pretty much at the top. So, uh, screw you for not having a hacker in your game, dude. Yeah, I had <laughs> that hackers in my game when I was on console. Fuck you. Yeah, but MMR wasn't like there then. There was on- no MMR. <laughs> it doesn't matter what their MMR is. And that's not to do with queue times. I'm pretty sure they just don't have MMR on. Yeah, MMR is disabled. Yeah. Oh, I know. That's the queue times. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't fucking look like it. But no, like, if you've got that incentive to play X amount of Survivor games to be able to unlock their perks, then theoretically more people should be playing Survivor here and there anyway. But going back to... The killer time. It should have it where... 
that find so many problems with the game. In. Yeah, I've definitely. always be like sort of custom games to a degree, just having add-ons, yeah. whatever. Even if it's just like the, the custom games are good for when you're trying to create certain scenarios to see what things, how things would happen. That's where you find the problems, like how we found the rift. Yeah. Like, we wouldn't have found that in live servers because if any, any of us were going to be trying to get perks on Rift just to yeah. test that. Way too much time investment just to test one thing. What are yours? I'm very much excited to use Wirefap with open-handed. Wirefap with open-handed? Yeah. yeah. So why why attack? You complete thirty three seconds, thirty three percent of a gin, and it takes three seconds to apply. But for the next eighty seconds, the killer's aura around that generator is revealed. And I am I right in saying it's twenty four meters? Fourteen meters. Fourteen meters. But open open handed would extend it. If you get four people with wire tap on a map like Midwich, you would essentially have perma wall hacks. With open hand on my hand. Yeah. Like one person running it. You need wiretap on all four and one person running open handed. Could try it. <laughs> well, I think open handed's eight meters, which puts it to 22 meters. Yeah. Per gen. That'd be 22 so meters round every gen that you would put it on. I very. I, I love aura reading perks like that. Imagine that in the new RPD then. Because you said how how easy it is to uh, get a three gen, right? Midwich, the game. It is easy to three gen. Yeah. So if Midwich. it's extremely easy to three gen on that map, then maybe, uh, with those particular builds, you you wouldn't even need four people to run it then, right? No, you still need three minimum. Ideally. Yeah, three. Yeah, because of how close it is. Yeah, but I'm a hundred percent combining it with blast mine as well. So if you kick my gen to get rid of my wired tap, you're getting blast mine. So, and the other thing was a repressed alliance to stop them. Repress the repress the alliance, uh, blast mine, curious. and wired tap. Would wired tap stay in place if repressed alliance is put on him? Well, it's blocking the gen, so nobody can do it or kick it. Yeah, the gen. blocking the gen. Although, um, if you get hit, if it gets hit by surge or eruption, it would destroy the wired tap. This damage the gen; it doesn't necessarily have to be kicked. Well, yeah, from the last time I tested, Blast Mine Repress Alliance is still booked, so you would put the two together. Oh, you can't do them together? No. They're still broke. They apply on the same button at the same time. So, until they fix it, you can't use both of them together. Mm. And that's been broken for quite a while. Done. I don't like it. Stop. Stop. So, is there any way that you can... Is there any way that you can apply the one first, as in, like, timing-wise? Yes, but it would have to be two separate people with two separate perks. If right. one running both perks at the same time, they both try to fight with each other for which one goes first, so they just it's apply around it. about the same percentage as well. Like you'd have to be very, very fucking specific. Uh... And in the time it takes to apply blast mine, you'd probably end up getting a repressed alliance anyway. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, yeah it's something need to fix and that's about three or four chapters in since it first broke well they still haven't fixed the midwitch 
music anyway it still bugs out oh yeah and that's been broken since it came in since it came in yeah <laughs> low profile i'm not first on at all says the last survive you leave no scratch marks for 60 70 and 80 seconds uh, that's i think that's good like profile and uh hope are going to be two things that's going to get run up you, yeah, this, there's only one thing that I would change to it. Uh, with with the low profile, as the last survivor, you could leave no scratch marks for 80 seconds, and you can open the hatch without a key. No. Yeah. No. Give it give it to us. The thing is, it applies to the last survivor anyway. Exactly. It doesn't matter how many gens you get done, it's quite possible that you could be the last survivor. Hatch breaks, you have hope activated, and 90 seconds of no scratch marks and pools of blood. You should easily get out. Especially if you got a perk like Wake Up as well, just to really, like, push with it wake, off it. With Wake Up, it could be good, yeah. But at the same time, at that point, you've likely already lost the game. Not necessarily. As a map. Well, it, it all depends, because, like, look at the, look at some of the maps, like, where the exit gates are. Some of them, like, even... Oh, yeah. They're, like, right next to each other, like, levees. They can be two feet yeah. away. Get that. Yeah, I was going to say. Perks are still good in their own right. On a map that's balanced, if you're the last survivor, it doesn't matter. Okay, then, as the last survivor, you'll leave no scratch marks for 80 seconds, and if you search a chest, you'll be more, like, more than likely to find a key. I don't think it needs that buff, but sure. I I just don't see. I don't see why you. The the thing for me is it being the last survivor. They should have done it activated the same as Hook when the last gen is finished. Okay, no. so the last gen's finished and you have four survivors that have haste. Four survivors that leave no scratch marks for 80 seconds. You still know where they're going to be. You still know they're going to be between one of the two doors. You don't know which door. They could all run to the same one or neither. Exactly. You have no indication. That's, that's what the big red lights are for on the door. You know which Yeah, one but by the, time, by the time you get those three red lights, yeah. what is it, 24% on... Uh, 24%. Yeah. Before but the first you, light turns on. You've also so just then, played a whole match against four survivors who have only been running two perks that have done any good for them through that game. How many games have you done with no perks managed to escape? Less so quite a few. since the update. I haven't tried since the update, but quite a, quite a few. It's, it's possible, but at that point, you, like, you've got to question whether you've done a good enough job as a killer to be able to warrant winning the game. Sometimes the like match they, is not that's wrong. that's two yeah. full end game perks that yeah granted might give them the full advantage to be able to run to an exit gate and and start opening it before you even realize where they are okay that's like saying me uh us saying to you um or is it the uh one of the new perks with uh what's it um remember me oh my god what are the other ones blood yeah no way out blood warden and terminus or whatever it is mm. like that's like me running an end game build like that and then on oh, nowhere instead of blood warden yeah nowhere or something like that no blood warden yeah you get the heal or you only won because of nowhere like no yeah you end game build you only won because of the end game build this is just the same sort of like argument that you can have like, yeah, like, can... like that's probably like how often do you run an end game build as a killer and to... To be fair, there was one of the killers that I when I, I think it was a Legion. I think they ran sort of like a Legion endgame build, and they did seem say that's their main build that they use. Well, Legion because, 
work that at the end of the game he gets more movement speed if he's hit so many survivors before the gens yeah. are powered. Yeah, yeah so yeah. that's probably why he does it. So that's probably why the endgame build for him is like the main thing and it, it, it catches people out. People don't... It, yeah, it certainly can work. But at the same time, if you've gotten to that endgame and all four survivors are still alive, like, have you or really if, done a good enough job in the game? It depends I, if he was planning for it. Oh. There are sure. way, like, the gens just fly. You can't. You don't think you've done badly. You felt chases have been fine. Five gens done, game over. And yeah. you've got looks. Yeah. It's not because you chase badly, it's not because the survivors have played amazingly, it's just the game hasn't gone your way. They've been well spread out on gens, been efficient, and there's nothing you could have done differently that match to win. Are you no, saying I... they don't stand any chance just because they've lost five gens? No, I'm just saying like, if you've gotten to that point where your end game build is coming into play because the gens flew and you didn't have any perks to help you out throughout that game, then yeah, you're gonna make you're gonna make a full advantage of generators take what your end, ninety your seconds end, now. But you're gonna so. you're gonna then take advantage of your end game perks to get the kills that you would have naturally got throughout the game if you'd run gen slowdown perks and. But you like, don't need to run gen slowdowns. To, I'll, I'll meet you halfway. I think if they make low profile available for every survivor on final gen completion, it should be 30 seconds, not 90. Yes. Because 90 seconds of no scratch marks and no pools of blood in endgame collapse for all four survivors is ridiculous. Yeah, no, no. I'd, I'd, I'd certainly go back and look at the numbers, but I... I don't. I'm not a fan of perks that require you to be the last survivor, like left behind and sole survivor. But that's that's what makes them different. Yeah, because then but... that's what makes them not abusable. But you're also requiring Having... your team to die to get value out of your perk. It's not so much waiting or wanting for your team to die. It's just sometimes games go like that. You you think you're you're a killer, yeah? In a game with arts and uh, not arts, sorry, uh, JRM, Aaron. Like, those type of survivor mains that can play extremely, extremely well, yeah? You're on a game with those. They they're on comms. They're extremely um, efficient. Just like Ash said, you have no chance because they know the loops inside and out. And you play it, and, or you even get downs on some of them. And you, you play it perfectly. And the gens just still fly because of the way that they position themselves. And you, as much as you did very well... You, the gen still went fast. Like, you, you, there's nothing that you can do. The only other thing that I can think of is if you said about putting the, the exit gates to like 25 24% so the light doesn't turn on, the only thing that I think should they should add to the game to stop... Um, the, uh, the, just, the whole 99 in gates, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the 99 the gates thing. They should, we, if, if it hasn't reached... Yeah, yeah, so... That needs to go. I we think, said about it where it could regress to where the last light come on. Yeah. yeah. That thing. So if you do it to the, if you don't turn the first light on, it can start regressing back to zero. If you turn the first light on, you'll only regress would, back. It would to only the first regress light. to back to where that first light turned on, so on and so forth. So you could still put progression on a on an kind of like old you ruin. You can't have it one tap. Like old ruin before the gates. Go, going back old. to. Going back to low profile, here's an example where, where, why I think this perk is good and where I think it's going to come to play. I'm going to use Swiffin as an example, but obviously this can work for solo queue as well. You're the last one, you know Noed's active, a survivor cleanses Noed, both doors are opened. They know you have low profile, 
because you told them, and you're running the killer in that scenario mm-hmm. on a jungle gym of some description. They all leave. You've got hope as well, maybe, but low profile activates because all three survivors have gone. You've got no scratch marks, no pulls of blood. You are now free to find Hatch as long as you can break eye contact with the killer. If you can lose line of sight, you can go for Hatch or the doors. You escape in that scenario. Unless the killer managed to outsmart you in, or you run into the killer in some way, shape, or form. You have three exit possibilities and they have to pick one. Yeah. That it's... perk is going to come solid in that scenario. Exactly. And what if, and what if you have. So beautifully. Dude, what about a deliverance? If you have deliverance, lucky break, low profile, and hope, right? So you get your deliverance stack early on in the game or even late. You get put down on the hook and you say, right, guys, I got deliverance. I can get out. Just open the exit gates and go. All three survivors have gone. You're left there just getting off the hook because you've got deliverance as they leave. You've got 80 seconds then that you have hope, no scratch marks on nothing. And then you can escape. Like, that's a, an awesome scenario. That's a cool win condition, in my opinion. Oh, I get you. I, I, don't, I don't think it should be for all four. But that is it's still the point of if if like how many times this how many perks are there the swift can abuse to make it pretty busted. It's quite a lot. So this is yeah, why this I one can... shouldn't be another one. Yeah. But, but why? <laughs> why? Be- because why do you need another perk to be busted? Exactly. Why do why do you need really another breakdown being... flip flop really or breakout flip flop? It is. Four survivors see... not having any pulls of blood or scratch marks I would, I would in agree. a game for 90 seconds I would agree is the ridiculous. Timing. The timings I agree on, maximum 30 seconds. That's absolute maximum. I would agree on nerfing the timing for it, but like I said, I just, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of perks where your team has to die or not be around anymore. But they're there for you to, as if you are the so last about the Mori stuff, then? what the perks for. As the last person, you can get morried. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When this perk comes into play with that system, everyone's going to. Exactly. So, would you, would you, would you rather like everyone have it for thirty seconds, or you have it for for eighty seconds and not get morried? I just, I don't think it's going to be something I've written. That's fine. You don't, you don't have to write. That's the thing. But it's for people who are a sole survivor, like a, a solo survivor, and they end up being the last person alive. Like the amount of times that even on stream that I've been the last person alive and I'm going around looking for the hatch and the killers found my scratch marks before I found the hatch. Or even when I've looped the killer because uh, they haven't had the, they haven't found the hatch, they found me instead. I've looped the killer, lost them, but they followed my scratch marks. The amount of times that that's happened to me. But this perk would have come in perfectly for that. I think for, for the last survivor alive, I think it's a very good perk. I, I don't think they should change it. And 80 seconds is a solid amount. I'm not sure if your notes are right with the 60, 70, and 80, because Ash it's keeps 70, saying 90. 80, 90. It's 70, 70 80, 80. 80. Yeah, right, the, okay, cool. The, the, the notes were taken from the leak before the actual PD. Ah, right, okay, cool. So yeah, with, with it being 90 seconds, that's a minute and a half that you can run around, try and get a hatch, open a gate, do whatever. Imagine if like you're the last person alive, or all four of you are alive, and you've, there's no way out. And then you have that perk. Like, it's just, it's just going to help you. As a sole survivor, it's going to help you loads. Even with a, a survivor friend, it's just going to be too busted for 30 seconds. Like, it's just... I don't, I don't feel that it should be a sort of group just don't, sort of thing to have. 
just like left behind left behind that that comes in handy because like if you are like i said the last one alive like you can see the hatch i don't think it would be fair be too busted I'm just, I'm just trying to think in any other scenario the way. Just with, at that point, perks. when you're the last survivor, the killer has either already won because he's killed the three other people, or he's already lost because the other people have already left. Not necessarily. You can easily win the game just because you were the three teammates have left. Mm. How many times has Aaron or someone killed themselves on hook for somebody else and they found hatch? And you'd yeah. be in that scenario and also have no scratch backs and pulls of blood now for a minute and a half. Yeah. Like, again, like at that point, Aaron's killed, Aaron's killed himself on a hook. The killer's won the game effectively. But you're stopping that killer getting the 4K and getting one person out. Mm. Which and is you're, survivor's you're value. Winning. Yeah. So, so what about if three people DC then? Like if, if they just... And the killer's uh, won the game. But at that point, the game is over. How can you win a game when they don't even get to play? So this is... What I mean, like the amount of times that I used to play Freddy, and when people when I ju jumped in as Freddy, they would DC, just because it's Freddy. But does it like at that point does it really matter if you go into a game and three people DC? Do you really give a <laughs> fuck if the other person's running around with no scratch marks for fucking ten minutes? Yes. No. Not with the four K. <laughs> just go, just go and close the hatch, or let him fucking jump out of it, and you go on to the next game because it's a fucking dead shit game anyway. But you're thinking of it as as you. Like, in a team game, like how many of how many perks are there in the game? No, I get it. Like, it's there's like a seven, lot of pages, seven uh... pages of twelve. Seven pages of twelve. Or twelve? No, eighteen. Because it's is it five on a row? Is it six on a row? It's five, right? No, I think so it's fifteen. I think it's. I think it is five. Is it's that? it's a perk for me that would encourage when you're. So on the hook. Over 100 perks, right? With all the gens yeah, done, and you're the one of the survivor left, and that Claudette sits in the corner of the map, waits for you to die, to then go and look for her. Yeah, so you don't like it in a scenario that a Blendette wins, is what I'm hearing. That yeah, is this your is what example. I'm hearing. Yeah. I, just don't, I don't want to encourage that sort of gameplay. They, but perks get... like Soul Survivor already exist. I don't and like Soul from Survivor. That way, if, 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 you're pl if you're playing with Blendettes that are ha hanging in the corner, just raise your MMR if you can. Just get better. <laughs> The blendettes to hide in the corner have good MMR because they just hide in the corner and constantly escape. Mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> no, there's over 100 perks, right? Out of all of those perks, how many do you use? I use a fair few of them. I do go through a lot of different perks and play different builds a lot. Yeah, because you're it's trying just... out builds. But how? I'm on about on a day-to-day -day basis, what is your sort of main perk? A lot perk? of them. It depends on what I'm feeling on the day. I might run quick and quiet with light and dance with me, or I might run fucking... Uh, bite the bullet with a healing build and hide in a fucking shower while a spirit runs off and I'm healing my ass. So, like, I, I... For so long, when I first started playing this game, I played the meta perks and grinded my ass off to get to rank one. Once I got to rank one, I hated my life because I had... you. It was sort of a... Well, everyone knew it. Like you had to run meta perks in order to play the game. Like the amount of times you would get camped and tunneled out of a game at rank one because that's what everyone done at that rank. You needed to run DS Unbreakable. I mean, I never did. But okay. I was going to say you didn't need to. The, the community sometimes to. felt forced to. Yeah, it, it it felt that way. 
to the point. It's the same, it's the same thing with Killer when the Killer felt like they needed to run corrupt intervention, yeah. ruin, and Pop goes the weasel. The, all the same gen as the slowdowns. Kill, the Killers felt like they needed to run those perks and they needed to camp and tunnel one person out to be able to have a chance. I, I they, get that, and I got to the point where I changed my mind and I was like, I don't care about escaping anymore. I want to pick perks to make a weird build, get that build to work, and if that build works once in that match, I'm I'm happy. Kill kill me and I'll go to the next game and try a, a different stupid build. Exactly. So why do you why why does it bother you so much that one perk is just for one person? Just because either you don't want to blend debt to escape, or the fact that you won't get value out of it for one of your meme builds. It's just the way that when I first seen it coming out was I thought it would be going with hope. Like you say it's busted, but you could have three people now running um, uh, Shadow Step and have exactly the same effect. But on boons that can be disabled. Yeah. But are you really going to break chase? The person... And those, those totems can only be in so many places. Oh, but if, this if, is 90 if... seconds permanent. You set you set up a four man swift with all four boons up, which you can do. You can't cover every inch of the map on every. Okay, I got a good counter argument for this. Yeah, you can get a su survivor friends right. You get a survivor friends doing that boon. How many? How often will that happen? How often will you run into a full four man survivor friends with shadow step covering? I'd say sixty percent of the map. Maybe how, seventy. How often depending are you going to run into map. four people running low profile with hit with hope? If it applies to everyone, every if it applies game. to everyone, every <laughs> single game. This is my, this is exactly our point. It, if this applies to everyone, everyone will be running this perk because as like as soon as the last gen pops, you have no scratch. Here, here's a better example. Seconds. Off the record, got its change. In most of my matches as killer, at least three survivors a match run off the record now. Because there's 90 seconds where, as long as they haven't done an inconspicuous action, they won't go down when they're injured. So they can yeah, do whatever they, can, they want. They can use that throughout the game. At, th at that point, then being the last survivor, the game no, is over. they can only use it for 90 seconds after they're unhooked, or whatever it is. They can't use it throughout the game. It is but 90 it, it, it seconds. Is, it is used throughout the game, though. You haven't got to get to the being the last survivor alive or end game to be able to use that perk. It's the same you as deliverance. If you could, if you could guarantee that you were going to be a, a safe unhook every game, most people would run deliverance. But the fact of the matter is, nine times out of ten, when you put deliverance on, you get the first person. You're the first person fucking found and hooked. The amount well, of times I've that's run. That's the point that Kev's making. If you could guarantee that, everybody would run deliverance. But that's the thing. You can't always guarantee that you're going to be the last survivor alive or the last person in the map. So exactly. This is, nine this times is what out we're of ten, to that's say. going to be a dead perk that no one will ever get used. Exactly. It's the same as DS. You might not get tunneled off the hook. It's just there. It's just there in case. But if you could guarantee that you were going to end up using that perk because it's always going to apply to you, you but would it's, run it's it. Not, it's not always going to apply to you. You're no, not this is, this get is what you're game. trying to say. You you want you want you know, what about hope? Same like, same with hope. You know you don't complain about that though. You don't say, like, if you run Hope, everyone needs right. to have 20%. The, 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 the problem with the argument you're making here is your scenario relies on the fact that you're actively going to die. Your yeah. objective in the game is to do the opposite. You can either run perks that will stop that, or play well enough, or your team plays well enough, that you do reach endgame, and if this does apply to you, low profile will then activate. 
Adrenaline's the same thing. You can run into Swifts running four things of adrenaline. Mm. As Killer, when you're at the end of the match, everyone's injured or downed or whatever, and you see four adrenalines pop, there is nothing more frustrating in the game than watching and, four survivors either get up or be fully healed and fuck off. And G- just from a mental standpoint, you'd have lost a lot there. Yes. Just so having low profile that. and being in that same scenario where you're in a chase and levies or something, and everybody loses their scratch marks or pools of blood, and you've got to run to either one side of the, to where one of the doors are, or if you're unlucky enough, it spawns at the other side of the map. You've got to pick a side to go to, and they can hear you coming. Mm. It would be an incredibly strong perk if it applied to everyone. I don't, but I'm not saying it, like if everyone's going to run that perk. It's not but saying the, that, that it activates for every survivor once all the gens are done. If you're running the perk, then it would. And if, that, if that's the case, you're dedicating one whole perk, possibly two if you want to run it ho, to endgame. Exactly, just like what killers do. This is what we're trying to say. So if you have that perk that activates for everyone at endgame, if they use it, rather than just the last person, then that perk is going to be pretty much the new dead hard. Everyone yeah, is going to run it. It'll be the new meta because their objective is to reach endgame. I, I, By any I means. disagree with what's, so what, their, their so what's your objective? Their objective is to reach the endgame. What's end a win game? in the game? What's, what's, what's a win in the game? It is to get out. That is your objective as a survivor. Get out. But then if you, you need have a perk that if you manage to get, to get the, the five gens done. Not necessarily. People run no perks all the time on Survivor. There's a, a cheat. They do it on Killer it. as well. They do do it on Killer. That's just the game. Yeah, but that's your your particular objective for that game is to, to get as many kills or get to escape with zero perks. How often do you go into a game with zero perks? I've done it a fair few times. Yes, it's doable. How, but at the same how many, time. How many hours have you got in the game? Over 1,000, 1,500, yeah? Yeah. Probably closing in on about 2,000. So 2,000 hours, how many of those hours have you gone in perkless? If you, Not many. If you give an average games of 15 minutes per game. Not many at all. Be- a better example. How many of those perks, how many of those games, sorry, have you done adepts in? Where you've had three perks instead of four? I've done most of the survivor adepts. Right, so this is just doing an adept with another perk that helps you in endgame. That is what this is. You have only three perks that are going to help you throughout the game, or maybe it's towards end game, whichever, and one perk that's going to help you at the end. You are effectively running an adept in the game. You could say the same about... You could say the same about, like, Waker. Waker pretty much guarantees you'll be able to open the gate and leave. And I ran Wake Up for a week, because I love that perk. Hmm. And there oh. was a... Like, our matches when we had Wake Up were significantly easier when we could see which, where the doors were and who was opening what door. But Wake Up also activates when the last gem pops and not when you're the last survivor alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's an aura reading perk. And it opens the gates 25% faster. Mm-hmm. But, but that's just for you. Yeah. For that one survivor 25% faster. That is just opening a gate. That is all it does. Exactly. This, 90 seconds of no blood or scratch marks, has many different like ways of being used. I, either in I chases agree. or hiding. I agree the time-wise. The time-wise would be ridiculous. Right, ignore the time-wise. It's just the, the concept. You have suppressed pools of blood and scratch marks for a de- an amount of time. At end game. Okay, scenario. You're the killer, yeah? You've... you've people are coming to get the hook the the last gen's popped or something, or the last gen's about to pop. You've got one person on hook. You've seen two people running to get the safe. You mm. downed both of those people, yeah? Mm. Uh, but the, sec- the second person that you downed just got the unhook. So the one person's, the hook person's running off. 
you got two people slugged on the ground. The last gen pops, they've all got adrenaline, they've all got low profile for 30 seconds or for whatever time. They leave no pools of blood, they've just had adrenaline so they got extra speed, and they leave no scratch marks. Your How only that... way of finding them is going to the doors, which they might not even be at because they could be healing in the corner of the map that you're never going to go in. I, I would argue it's just them. I would argue it's just as frustrating as a four-man swift running adrenaline, but adrenaline exists. But adrenaline's three seconds. And adrenaline is just for that one survivor. And it's a little bit of speed. It's a little bit of speed boost. You keep saying it's for the one survivor, but this is only for one survivor. It's if you're running the perk. If all four people are running the fucking perk, no, then no, you're yeah. going Yeah, but this, this but is But you're I mean. saying you want it to apply to all four survivors. This only applies to the last survivor, no, not no, all four. No, I'm, I'm saying not it applying to the last survivor. It applies to you once the end game starts, once that last gen pops. Not that That's it would what... apply to everyone. If everyone was running the perk, they would then all have the no scratch marks, but they would all have to be running the perk the same as they would all have to be running the Well, that's the what we're saying. That's we we're think that say. would be too strong. One survivor being able to have that, sure. But all four survivors, when that last gen pops, all being able to have low profile, everyone would run it. Every single survivor would run this perk. I, I highly disagree with that. <laughs> nah. I highly disagree with that. We're just going around in circles, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I, 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 I disagree with it. It's, it's, I feel it's like Alex Wasabi gave myself a concussion by running into a brick wall. It's the same. It's the same frustration as four man Swift running adrenaline and them getting complete value out of it. It is not the same frustration. No. It's more frustration. It's even more. Adrenaline. It's th they get a health state and they all run off. You have the opportunity to catch back up. You can Low catch profile, you, can you need to keep line of sight on whoever the fuck you were chasing, because if you lose that line of sight, you've lost. And that's not even taking into account the fact that you catch them, and you don't even know where the other three are, because they're running towards you, and you've no idea where they are. Well, that's where the, um, the, the timing of it would come into it. If it lasts for 30 seconds... Because if it, if it lasts for 30 seconds, and you've got no way out, it doesn't even last the whole of your no way out. That's assuming you have no way out on. And that's assuming the assuming that they're all running it. They would all run it. Exactly, I, I, they would. I think you're highly overestimating it. No. <laughs> and that's assuming that the person that did the gen, uh, the last gen, wouldn't didn't already trigger no way out. But if it triggered when the last gen popped, it wouldn't fucking matter. Because it would pop. It would trigger a, a it, it would trigger immediately once that yeah. that gen popped. But but this is what we're trying to say. Like, if this triggers the last gen pops, they're right next to the exit gate, for example, because yeah. you're putting like more and more variables into it to try and like sort of balance it, balance your no. argument. Yeah, it's it's so, it's one of those things. No, no, if you no. come up against a certain perk and everyone is running it, and you're not prepared to deal with that one perk, it's going to cause you trouble. Right. This this is my last thing on the subject because we are going around in circles on this, and this argument's been going on for half an hour now. <laughs> if this perk applied to every survivor as soon as that last gen perked, 30 seconds, 90 seconds, doesn't matter. If it applied to everyone, that would be new meta and every survivor oh, would run it. No, At least no, oh. three people in a match, in every match, would be running this perk. Guaranteed. 100%. I agree. Would you you can put your counter-argument on, sure enough, uh, but I think I, we move on after your counter-argument, because this has been going on for 30 minutes. I won't counter-argue it, because it's, it's, it's down to opinion. A perk, a it perk is down to opinion. It is. is. A perk and I'm afraid of opinions, okay? 
But it, like perks, perks can sound ex- extremely busted, but I don't think it would be as valuable as people are think as you're thinking it is. Right. Okay. So let me just quickly ask you: in a, in a day to day game, like if you just wanted to jump on for a few games or whatever, and you didn't want to run like meme builds or you didn't want to do a healing build or whatever, and this activated just for everyone, relaxing game. you just wanted a relaxing game just to chill, yeah. and this activated for every single survivor, regardless, well, as soon as the gem pops, would you run it? No, I wouldn't be running it. Bullshit. He's saying that because bullshit. you're making the argument. Exactly. No, <laughs> no. you're telling you me, would. right? I'm, no, you're telling me, right? I'm coming on the game to just play and chill out and I'm not worried about doing anything. And I'm not you're coming, sort of running You're coming onto the game to relax and not have just to think about anything. Not have what? to think about anything. Just Make, escape, all this perk, what four perks do you pick? This, it's just not something I would run. Name four perks that you would run if you just wanted to come on the game, relax, not think about it. To be honest, I don't... I don't like running a lot of endgame perks because the amount I, of ignore endgame. End so pick four perks. It. Just pick four perks. Probably life or some sort of exhaustion perk. Right. Um, usually pebble because I like throwing pebbles all over the place. Fair enough. Um, maybe deception. Um, Fair enough. Probably then blast mine. Blast mine. So life, yeah. meta, exhaustion perk. Yeah. Pebble, blast mine. Little bit mimi. Fair enough. Blast mine's a little bit more meta because people are trying to punish killers for kicking gens now. So you pick maybe two meta perks. And it's a slowdown for, for survivors as well. It slows them down because they've got to kick it twice. Yeah. So you pick two meta perks and then two Mimi perks. Most yeah. survivors that play the game pick three meta perks. Pretty sure most of them would pick this perk if it was meta. Yeah. If, if, if this was activating for every single survivor, a, it would be meta. 100%. A half-decent survivor could loop a killer for ages running hope, but you don't see them running hope constantly. I don't know. I actually got quite a few hopes in my games. But the amount of hopes that you get would pay, wouldn't be... It's not that much. Whereas, you think about it, how much value you could get from hope, especially given the fact that there's no timer on it now, Right, considering the update, I I can't really comment because of the, the hope update, right? But the reason why we didn't see hope before, or that much before... It lasted 120 seconds. Well, it's because of that, for starters. And, regardless of that, uh, they were spineshore resilience. Spineshore so resilience, would... dead hard and borrowed. Or exactly. DS, or various why would, things. Why would That's you need to run hope? You wouldn't need to run hope with those. Now that it's been switched up, like hope is more meta than spinal resilience. I get your point. Hope isn't used much, or not as much as what people thought when it was going to be infinite. Yeah, I, I, I think this perk would go the same way if it lasted. For no, 30 this seconds. perk would be stronger than hope. If they had the timing, yes. If they had the timing for ninety seconds, it would one hundred percent be used by all four survivors every single Nin- game. Ninety seconds on the last gen popping is busted. I agree with you with that. A shorter time, but it going from even if you changed it, so it was from when the exit gates were opened, so they had to open the exit gate for it to be active. That's even worse, in my opinion. No, because, because you exit- still got the time from when the last gen is popped to then um, get them to. To, to down that survivor that you're chasing at that time. Yeah, but I don't know. The, if, if the door was opened and this perk activated, that would be more balanced than if the last gen was was finished. You look at it this way. If you've got a survivor friends, they 99 the exit gate. 
the one that one person that you say that was downed or whatever got hooked. As soon as that person gets unhooked, you've got the new borrow time, possibly yeah. extended borrow time. People taking hits as well. But yeah, if you open it as yeah, soon but as... Yeah, then you can still see them. It doesn't matter if they've got no fucking scratch marks or pools of blood. When you can see but them it, running at the fucking exit gate that's opened. But it depends. You can't see which exit gate has been opened. And as soon as they get that hit, But you're going to be stood next to the hook. Are you, though? Unless you're camping. In that scenario, you would be camping. If you Wait, where else the fuck dogs. are you going to go? The gate's open. Yeah, you've you got survivor on the hook. Else. Where are you fucking going? To open the lock What's chilling? In this argument, Ryan's right, but again, I still think that it's a very would be niche argument, weaker. though. It is niche. You're, you're, I, I'll give it that. It's, it's niche in the sense as well. If you're talking about very organised and coordinated swifts using it, which are very common. No, no I would. I, swifts are common. Organised swifts are a different, a different breed. They only need you, to talk. You, 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 got, how, you how guys. Of, how often have you been playing Killer Ryan to experience this statistic? No, but that that's what I'm, this is what I'm saying is you you guys experience them more because you are good killers and you play at that level. Alright, dead by day like dating sim, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's three hours, so, I think we'll have to leave it. No, we're gonna talk about the dead by dating sim because they ha I heard they had a new narrator or something, apparently. Yeah, his name's Indominus Ash. He doesn't he oh, doesn't really? like low profile. <laughs> No, you don't like low profile. We like low profile. I don't mind low profile the way it is. You don't like it because it's not strong enough. No. Yeah. It's not matter enough for you. <laughs> right, so yeah. So what happened with Dead by Daylight? Because I've still not played it. I've heard that Aaron played it and there was a certain commentator that had a girlfriend or an ex-girlfriend on the game or something. So I need to know definitely, the story. Definitely ex-girlfriend or he's going to be in trouble. <laughs> definitely ex. Just, <laughs> um, just, just tell your girlfriend to tune out after three hours. It's fine. I think it's... Exactly what you were kind of saying. It's one of those things. They kind of made it because they knew the community wanted it. Yeah, sex and DVD. And, yeah. Every single post. They put a surprisingly large amount of effort into it compared to what They I have, to expecting. be fair. I was surprised how much effort put into it. And the fact that I've also already heard rumours of DLC being added just makes me laugh. DLC? Yeah. Dick DLC or something, is it? <laughs> yeah, the, there's a killer in there that you didn't expect to be in there, and people think it's going to be a DLC. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. But there's also yeah, a you lot need to of, play the game. There's also a lot of um, other non-licensed killers that they could include in it, yeah. as well as the fact that if it does well and does make money, I wouldn't be surprised if licenses did get involved. I just really want to play it. I can't it's... see what licenses would want to get involved. <laughs> Is it like, I mean, realistically? I mean, Halloween does love a cash grab, let's be honest. Is How it... many times have they made a, a good shit game, Michael, Myers, my, Michael Myers movie just because it was Michael Myers, so they knew they were going to make money off it? Honestly, That's... the only reason why they've probably done that is because of they want to keep the license. Yeah. Like if Dead by Daylight turn around to him and go, oh, listen, let us use Michael's image in this game and we'll give you X amount of the fucking profits. They're just going to go, yeah. The right. community really wants the pipe. Will you let us use it in the game? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Hospital Down Myers playing volleyball with Hunter. I, I still can't get over when they announced this game that they actually posted the tweets and things that they were getting. Like, th like people saying, oh, I'm a Trickston bat me daddy or whatever the hell it was <laughs> like those Yo, were popping up the... on the fucking stream listening to the community that's what they're doing they are listening to the community <laughs> but I did think like they could have done it 
a little bit better in terms of showing that's what the community wanted rather in than a more mature way. Yeah, rather than putting up messages that were clearly like kind of fantasizing about what people would like. It it felt very difficult Ash. to watch in that perspective. Kind of sounds like a kink shaming, my friend. Hell <laughs> no! If people have that kink shame, fair enough. But when you're trying to promote your game. Yeah, doing it that way. It didn't it's, it's, feel professional at all. It, yeah, it's, it was quite hard childish. to watch. Had they done it in another way where they were like kind of showing, I don't know, maybe it's like a, a poll they put out where people really wanted the game and it was yeah. like a substantial amount more, I felt that would have been more professional than showing the tweets that they did show. Yeah. What Even... what they what they've done is the very much um content creator thing where like they go, Oh, tell us what you want to see next and loads of people com- like comment going oh do do this 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 and this and then they'll yeah. screenshot all of those comments and put it in the start of the video to say you asked for it so we've done it yeah that's it was very much like like uh, a 21 year old youtuber in his bedroom going i'm making a new video credit where it's due though the game was done well and was actually quite funny to play yeah it wasn't what i was expecting at all but I think they could have sort of done the whole reveal for it better. Yeah. That's fair enough. It just, like, it's really frustrating that they listen to the community with regards to that, but Nurse still has Starstruck. <laughs> but she's losing Rich. <laughs> Don't fucking matter. It's, it's only <laughs> taken ever, three years, but everyone, she's losing Rich. But everyone will just run double recharge. Yeah. Yeah, but double recharge isn't anywhere near as bad compared to the range. No, it's not, but opinion. it's still pretty fucking shitty. He just blinked twice to get to you, and all of a sudden the two blinks are back, and then she blinks, blinks, misses, blinks, blinks, slaps you. It's just like well, that's back with a little bit of cooldown on. Then increase the cooldown between fail blinks. Couldn't nurse doesn't fail the blinks. <laughs> just make her M1 a fucking M2. Yeah, that's this. There's that, and there's what, what, what else is there? Don't the fatigue part. So, you know, when you fatigue when you miss, mm. or when you successfully hit a survivor, you get like that slight sigh and she bows she her looks head. At the ground. Yeah, she looks at the ground. Do not start the recharge then. Start it when she can move. Because if you mm. start it when she can actually move, then the recharge happens. Because by the time you've been fatigued with double recharge, the chances are you you've got, got one blink back, back up, if yeah. not both. So it, when that... you're fatigued, then when you're fatigued, you walk, you can start uh, recharging again. Simple. It's, it's the most frustrating thing about playing against nurses. When a nurse comes flying at you out of nowhere and slaps you with a good-ass blink, you can take your hat off to it. When you die to a nurse who blinks, blinks, misses, but has forced you to go somewhere and pulls else. pulls the plug. And then it's... It's just it goes. It, it ends up becoming a game of spamming blinks until you down the survivor, and then if your streaks are at risk, then you pull the plug. There, there is the counter argument that the more they're spamming their blinks, the worse they're playing because you outplay it a lot easier. But it will get to a point where it just comes down to a fifty-fifty guess yeah. that the nurse is going to get right eventually and down you. Yeah, yeah, because there's only so many times that you can hide by the corner, watch them, and then do the. Just yeah, because they just adapt to how you play. Exactly. Well, a half decent nurse does. Yeah. Like, but the thing is, I I think the blink distance 
with the way the pe the survivors can like get away now, I do think the blink distance is a little short, especially with the changes of. Uh, but how quickly can a nurse then catch up to you and end that? Realistically, but that's the it, thing. It though, just gives it? the survivors a little bit more chance. So, what about with the recharge? Then could change the recharge add-ons with. Uh, so you get increased if they're going to keep the recharge rates as soon as you start the fatigue. Maybe if you can have faster recharge, but it takes longer to uh, charge the blink, just ever so slightly. That's another way they can change. But that's what the range ones were. The thing with range was range. Them. Yeah, but range the, if you have double bad. recharge, if you have the double recharge, then you can't spam it as often because you, if you need to get to the end of a loop, uh, because like that's where they are, or like you need to blink through some blink through the loop. If they've juked you to a point where you've missed a blink, then they deserve to get that extra second of. Uh, escape right yeah so by having that extra recharge so the blink comes back faster but by using that blink look uh, by that blink recharging sorry um it does take longer for you to charge that blink then to go further if that makes sense the question is though is when will nurse be in the data i mean DLC when? <laughs> Talking about a choking fetish. I just want to know why she, how she had lockjaw or whatever she's got with her mouth. Did she lockjaw. die with something in it, or did did she get smothered? What was it? I could just imagine like it being the scene of like you're at a beach party and Nurse and Blight are just like swinging their jaws at each other. <laughs> Jesus, they've just been on too much MDMA. <laughs> Just like that, that techno raving guy, you know, the meme with his <laughs> yeah. eyes popping and the jaws going everywhere. <laughs> but, yeah. But no, uh, like, from what I've seen of it, it was, it was really well done. Yeah. The actual dating sim, so fair play to oh, him for that. Um, give it a go. I mean, it's no harm, is it? Yeah. I say I, I was someone that didn't agree with the game at all. I did actually have time just for that. There was a lot of moments where I was like kind of not enjoying it or it felt a little bit too much. But yeah. like playing the game and just taking it as just a, a game. Some of the jokes they made were actually quite that that's like, the thing. Credit when, where it's due. When the game's not your sort of thing anyway, for you to be able to play it and even semi enjoy it. Yeah, it deserves credit for that. Yeah, it's never a game I would buy myself. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll give it to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. um, for what the game is, they've done it. Yeah, but yeah, it I wasn't was so much of a. It wasn't so much of a, a meme of you wanted sex in Dead by Daylight. Here's a fucking five-page dating simulator where you can date different. Killing. Yeah, it, it, was, it, it did feel a little bit more story-based. Yeah. Like, if they put thought behind it, fair enough. But yeah, it's, it's just... It's funny how they made this uh, dating simulator. But yeah, just they couldn't patch things. Just like they couldn't figure out what the stuttering bug was. Is that actually fixed now, by the way? 
Yeah, they fixed it. Uh, I believe so, yes. Yeah. So they, they couldn't do that, but yeah, they could get a quick cash grab. This is the only thing that annoys me with them, is the fact that they've, they they still have the same time. team. They've got Different the same team. amount of people in the... Yeah. But they've got the same, same amount of people in that team, though. They said the last anniversary thing that I watched or whatever, they said about their team, they haven't expanded their team or whatever. Just expand your team. Like if, well, if you... I feel like they have, though. If um, you watch the behavior announcement, unless they're just talking about the Dead by Daylight team, Possibly. which my argument's pointless. But behavior as a whole, they've been up to quite a lot in terms of what games they've been working on, they've been collaborating. So they have to have been expanding behavior at least. So um, if, if they, they have, just apply people more to Dead by Daylight, because if you want to get out cosmetics just to get some quick money or whatever, get a separate team for it like get an, an actual team just working on those and then get a bigger team for working on bugs get a bigger team for working on the new dlc and stuff so things that should work continue to work and then things that are new to the game actually work and to get actually quality it was it quality assurance testers or something like to test it before like game breaking things go on like what was it remember the breakdown bug i think it was where, like, if you get unhooked, the perm the hook's permanently, like, like perma, destroyed. Perma yeah. It's just... To be fair, though, things have been smooth in terms of updates. They've things been getting a lot better. Fair enough. But if They've we been think back better, to... Yeah. Was it Pinhead and Twins when they first got popped? How bad that PTB was in terms of how the killer... Yeah, I remember. And now I we've think... got this. Like, it feels like they've come a long way. That's because playing with like a two foot baby, essentially, uh, that they've got to sort of with it launching across and stuff. It's it's kind of the same as like Demogorgon when he launches, but at the same time he's like a third the size of Demogorgon. So I didn't expect to like what if I miss a thing or i get kicked or something i'm gonna stick in the ground for the rest of the game that kind of stuff you know and then with pinhead what was it like if you do certain stuff you get stuck permanently yeah. stuck uh, whenever you use the chain pinhead it's got you stuck or something yeah like, they, they were borderline unplayable when they were yeah. on ptb you couldn't test anything no that's the first time things like that happened though right yeah i no. think it was for those trickster might have had something but i think those two were the major two yeah. Horribly I, wrong on PTB. The thing I look at there, though, as well, is you look at the times that those PTBs were, and that was around about the same time that, like, McLean and stuff were leaving. Mm. There was a bit of a shaker but, in their background stuff. So, I, I not so much like fair, saying they've done anything on purpose, but you know yourself when you come into the end of a job and you know you're going to be going to do something else, you get lazy with things. Yeah, but that's that's this is what but I mean. They baby. should have tested they have it tested before it. they released it. Yeah, but that's released it. Released, released it. it. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a test build. Like that's the, the, the way they're gonna say yeah. it. Is, like, that's the whole point. Is we're so we're testing it for that reason. You are okay. The then, so we should be getting we should be getting paid for it then. But that's the whole point. The, the, you they don't have, have to internal play, you don't testers. Have to play, you don't have to play the PTB. But there's internal testers for a reason to make sure all the major bugs and stuff like that. Are ironed out before it gets released for the PTB. Clearly, they don't pay them, do they? <laughs> like the the <laughs> the, Look, the pinhead thing. They've done a pretty thing. good job, so like pretty good job isn't 
Like, come on. I, I imagine there was, a bigger, there was a bigger turnaround of staff than what we realise of behaviour at that time. And I imagine there was new staff coming in that maybe wouldn't have known certain things would have gone wrong. You may have even had one or two Basic actions. Ch charging Victor up and hitting someone gets you stuck in the ground. Uh, charging up with, uh, getting the hit with Pinhead with his things gets you stuck. That's a that's basic play in the game. Yeah, but that could like, that's easily have special. been one bit of code going completely wrong when they transferred it into the PTB file. Not really, because it overwrites. It's a file. The entire file would be corrupt if something buggered up. It's not as if they copy and paste in the code. They copy and paste the file. No, but it's it's the scale of things as well. Like so, you take something from a small server and put it into a much bigger server with with adding ping into it, and you're gonna experience difficulty. Granted, I'm not saying that they they should have been released in that state ever. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's understandable when things do happen. If they oh, did yeah, have people a, make mistakes, fair yeah, enough. of course, yeah, but they were pretty big ones. But if people were to leave the company and there was a massive shakeup and whatever if i was in charge of the, co the company or if i was in charge of like the play testing or releasing it or doing whatever then i would be like you know what this is like i need to because these people have left i would much prefer retested just in case because they knew they were leaving or whatever like you said let people get lazy i would much rather test it again push it back another week mm. um screw the deadlines just say low we've encountered a bug or something in there we're yeah. gonna fix the bug before we release the PTB. Push it back a little bit first. Do them, do that, so it gives players like a, a good playable experience, rather than bringing it out in a broken state and then hoping when it gets released, is it gonna be is it gonna be fixed? They're a business. Exactly, they're a business, but they don't. The thing is, they, they don't, don't care about quality. They care about quantity. They want to reach the deadline, but don't care what quality it's in at that point. They exactly. release it on Again, the day, and that's something they needed to change. The person at the head of Dead by Daylight may be able to turn around and go, "Yeah, we can push these. We can push these back. Do extra tests before we release the PTB." But if the board of directors above them go, "Absolutely not. It's going to cost too much money. You're releasing it as it is, and we'll deal with it." What choice have they got? I'd say Stops. that hurts them more than it helps. It would. Though. But there's people in boardrooms who don't think of that, and they've their the sole miss. objective. It, it, I, I get that it is, but we, we don't know that, that situation. Think of it at stock prices, right? Just think, say they got 100 points in, in their stock, yeah? Hmm. They release, they release a, a good performing PTB with very minimal bugs, regardless of uh, the perks and stuff like that. They really yeah. say it was it was good. It was positive overall, positive reviews and stuff. Yeah, their points are going to go up if they release it like where the main game function is broken and people just rage and like complain and just talk shit about it because the main thing is it's unplayable. It's a broken game. It's, they've released it in an unbroken state. Although it's a free public test beta, you've already had to bought the game obviously to to play it. Mm -hmm. Their stocks are going to go down and they're going to get bad and negative press about it. So right, surely uh, the, the board of directors would want a more positive review, push it back uh, even two days, release it on a Thursday or whatever. The, but then there's people, there would be people sat on a board of directors going, it's a beta test, it's supposed to be buggy, it's supposed to not work properly, and that's the whole point of them. Yeah, and I totally agree with you. But when it's a game-breaking bug where you can't use the killer's power, which is the main thing that you wanted to test, how else are you supposed to do it? 
No, I, 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 I know what you mean, but it's conveying that to a board of directors. And if they turn around and say, no, put it out, you've got no choice but to put it out. So where does that leave you as a, an end user then? If you feel as if that's what the company uh, in its whole thinks about you, it's, ah, just shove any old shit out. They'll play it. Would well, you yeah, still want to... It, dep- it depends on the state of it. If they go, oh, fuck it, just put a, put a test build out and we'll deal with any issues afterwards, and they come out in a playable state, then you sort of go, all right, yeah, fine. Other so people in, might the, in the case of Twins and Pinhead? That. In the case of Twins and Pinhead, they get, like, I don't play Killer that much, and at that time I definitely didn't play Killer pretty much at exactly. all. Exactly. No, so this it is didn't what I'm, bother this me is... or affect me. It did and bother the, you with the Pinhead one. Did it? Yes. The Pinhead bug uh, froze you in place. Yeah, you could barely move. Your sprint was slower than crawling. Yeah, but I didn't like. I played. I think I played like fucking te- five games on the test build, and I don't think that happened to me once. It happened every game, every single time. It didn't matter. It wasn't like a thing that maybe's happened every now and then. It whenever you got hooked, it happened. Like with his chin, not just being put on a sacrificial. But, like, yeah. This like you're talking from a point of view where like you're very familiar with coding and gaming. There's people in a boardroom. Oh, I'm that... not. No, like I'm not talking from that point of view. Like the the only time I was even, talking even from, from that point of view is when you said about pushing the the update from PTB to the big servers. That's that's the only time that I talked in in a coder point of view and like like even even from a business point of view, sometimes it's really hard to convey how something you're testing can massively negatively impact the business. Look, it costs people... it costs money. It costs money for people to uh, they were also play the game, to the... test the game internally. They were also coming off the back of Resident Evil, where they just sold a shit ton of DLCs and had ninety odd thousand people playing the game. So in the boardroom, over hundred, over hundred. But there was probably people in the boardroom going, "It don't matter. It's Pinhead. He's iconic. As long as he releases, okay, we'll be fine. People will buy it and people will play it." So what? What is your opinion then of coming off such a massive release and success? Well, kind I of success it, because the map, I think they got it the wrong. map was busted. I think they the got map, it wrong. What happened to RPD? It was busted for how many weeks? The problem with RPD wasn't the fact that the map was busted. It was just the fact that people could escape because of the way that it was made. Yeah. And like the actual don't, map don't, design and everything itself was playable, but they were having to input things that they didn't think they were going to have to input because people were uh, manipulating things. And that would have 100% taken a day, if that, to, to sort out. All they need to do is add invisible walls. So in those places that it couldn't get... All, it's a sprite. That's all it is. You just add the invisible walls so they can't get to that place. Just double check everything around. Just real quick. And then put it in there. And then you can work on a, a more long-term fix, a more optimized fix uh, later on. Because even when the... The, the map came back. How many times, how many tweets and stuff was console players uh, tweeting them saying about it's how, how it's unplayable? Like, yeah, they, Zuto. They, they, Zuto pretty much, they pretty much fucking ignored console at that point. I th- I'm exactly. not saying they got it right, but this is what I'm saying. Following, following Resident Evil... They've got a Evil, history of it. This is what I'm trying fo- to say. Yeah, that's what's like following Resident Evil, they made a lot of choices around Resident Evil and everything that followed it that negatively impacted the community. And I think now they are starting to look back at that time, pick up the pieces and fix the things that they should have fixed in the first place, which is why we're seeing a better upscale of quality of PTB. And Hopefully. 
Like I'm, but, I'm all hope, hoping for it. But that, that's like that's I'll bring I mean. a brand like, gaming experience. They, they, they made mistakes, and I think that's what led to a lot of people one leaving the business and two a change of direction in how they done things. And unless we worked internally, unless we worked there or work there currently, we can't. We we can just speculate to what went on. It, it could have been something like staff misconduct, as like. For example, yeah. what happened to Blizzard? It could have been like sexual harassment yeah. things, but they didn't want to take it any further. They just thought it'd be better to leave. It could but, be something as simple yeah. as that. It could. It may not be something like game breaking or whatever, you know. Yeah. But to have to have three DLCs in a row have issues with PTB and release to then get to where we are now, where yeah, there's one or two game breaking things, but only if you push the limit, like. Typically, everything works pretty much as it should be, bar the odd bug here and there. To me, tells me that they went through a time where they were making the wrong decisions, and they've now looked back on that, and they're starting to make the right decisions. That's fair enough. But it also tells another story. I'm just, I'm not arguing for the sake of arguing, by the way. I just, I just like seeing things from both sides. But yeah. if you look at it from uh, their point of view, don't you think it would have been more wiser for them to fix the stuttering bug rather than to release new cosmetics or that kind of stuff but again they always say that like cosmetics is a completely different department it's a design department and not a bug fixing department but it still needs to be coded it's, into the game it's, it's image it's more image than anything like the same image of if something goes wrong with being able to purchase or excels is fixed within 12 hours but exactly. if the killer's power doesn't work properly it gets taken off for like 10 days Exactly, they get kill switched. So yeah. the same thing should happen. Like if it's practically like the stuttering, I felt wasn't anywhere near as bad as Killer. I'm not sure if Ash can confirm it because he played more Killer than me. But it happened every now and then. Yeah, but Survivor it was more noticeable. Yeah, so the stuttering for Killer though, it wasn't as bad as in like it didn't sort of hinder you as much as Killer than it did for Survivor. Do you think? It cost you a few times, but yeah, I feel like it was more of an impact to survivors than killer. Yeah. So I feel they could have just been like, look, we're going to just work extensively on this. Blah, blah, blah. Because that's a game fixing, that's a game breaking thing to do, isn't it? Like that, that literally costs, like if you're running just across the map to find the next gen, it's not going to bother you. It's like, oh, for God's sake, then, another stutter. But then if you're the running through a loop, drop in a pallet, and then you get that stutter, and then you get hit through the pallet because you don't actually throw it because of the stutter, it's, it's game-breaking. The, the difference being with that for me is I think the mistake they made at that point was not acknowledging it. Yeah, nothing was said about it, was it? Thinking about it, actually. Now... Until they released like a mid patch or something. Oh, we're still looking into it. We've no cause for it, but we're still looking into it. The best thing they could have turned around and gone is look, we understand the frustration. We're unsure of the fix of it at the moment, but we are working on it. But we're not going to rush out a patch, like a plaster fix. We want to fix the issue properly. And then everyone, I think, would have been at the point where they could go, okay, they're aware of it, they've acknowledged it, they're working on it uh, on a fix, and they're not just going to release a patch that uh, fixes it for a week or two and then it comes back, or temporarily yeah. get, gets rid of it But that it particular so often. That particular bug, they didn't know where it was going. But the main thing that we're trying to take from this is the fact that they need, to, need or needed to communicate a lot more. Yeah. The lack of communication was disturbing in the force. Sorry, I was just nerding in there for a second. <laughs> I was nerding. 
but on that note, I think that is definitely about time for that. Yeah, we we went like we're nearly on four hours. <laughs> yeah, we 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 went a lot longer because Ryan refused to uh, acknowledge that. Oh, me and I'm Ash looking was forward right. to watching that back on that uh, specific. I'm sure the argument went on for about half an hour. It was a disagreement I'm, of opinion. Honest, honestly, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, Just, I'm more excited to see uh, or to hear about your lovely girlfriend's um, reaction on the the tweezer penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, she's gonna love that. I've mentioned that on the. It's like yeah, you stop the they're... entire conversation like, hey lads, check this out. Tweezer yeah. penis over here. <laughs> but no, it'd be, it'd be great. So Ryan's, yeah, Ryan's going to sort this out. The, that's definitely the title, by the way. Tweezer penis. penis. Episode 8, Tweezer Penis. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Brilliant. So you're going to love it. Oh, let's make it even better, actually. Indominus Ash and the Tweezer Penis. Yeah, so... Oh, we, we forgot to do this last time, actually. Uh... So streamer of the streamer of this podcast, I don't know, whatever you want to call it these days, because well, of the we, heat at the moment, it's, it's very difficult to record. Streamer of so, the whenever we don't feel so overheated that we can actually record an episode. Exactly. So out of all the streamers that you know or you like, it doesn't matter how big or small, we want to hear about them. So Ash, who's your streamer? I feel on the spot because I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> oh, I don't actually be. know who your streamer's been. So we've had Hidden Nugget. We've had you, we've had Threat Designs, we've had Apocalynx. And I and think that's it. So Apocalynx far. nominated uh, Katsu? Uh, Kitsu, oh, Kitsu, he's rebranded Kitsu, Kitsu, Kitsu Gaming, or? Yeah, he oh was Kitsu God, Kami now. at the time. Yeah. It was Kitsu Kami, but now it's something different. Uh, oh my God, I forgot. It's still Kitsu Kami, isn't it? No. Uh, I think something gaming. Kitsu Arcade, maybe? Yeah, Kitsu Arcade. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I'm on the you Twitter. Know, you know more about that than me. Uh, Chess might be a shout. You're not a Chess yet. Yeah. He's pretty like, chill. No, you got to be confident. You can't be like, oh, fast. oh should I do Chess? Well, Adam, <laughs> maybe Wally, you don't like him. I don't know. Well, it's, yeah, it's, no, it's if, if to... I was going to recommend it's a streamer, it'd be Chess. It's all you do. Do you, do you want to like give them a little shower and see why why they should be showered out? Just tell us a little bit about them. Do they you smell put me nice? on the spot again. <laughs> do they smell nice? <laughs> do they smell nice? Just... <laughs> I know, just... I know about him. Ryan knows about him. Yeah. Oh yeah, but... he, he's just got a very welcoming community, and he very much cares about the people that are in his chat. He's usually very, very engaging, quite educational as well with his streams. And, what games um... do they play? Dead by Daylight, mostly. He is playing Val, and I'm trying to convince him to do Overwatch when that comes out. He needs to do Overwatch, because he's really good. Okay. Um, But no, he, he's one of my best friends, and I'm very proud to say that. So, 100%. If I was going to recommend a streamer to anyone, and it wasn't going to be one of you guys, it'd be Chess. Hey, you just... <laughs> Ryan's not a streamer, and you're just saying that because <laughs> you're on the podcast. <laughs> well, no, like, in regards to who's already been on as well, like, um, yeah, Hockling's yeah, obviously Kitsu as well, like... I'd, I'd probably recommend all of those as well, but yeah, Chase, Chase definitely deserves the shout out. He's fantastic. Yeah, he is. In all fairness, I do really like him. It's, it's so nice to chill in there as well. Like you said, very, very welcoming, very, very sweet person. Just really nice. And he's uh, now competing with me for uh, number one hundred CU. So if you like your Huntress gameplay, <laughs> go Chase. Yeah, if you like, yeah, if you like your Huntress gameplay, no, I, I watch have seen him And if you if you want the Huntress play. gameplay from Wish. <laughs> <laughs> well, go to King go Crazy. To, I was just about to say, go to Twitch.tv slash King Crazy. But if you want one from Walmart, go to Chase. 
but but no. like jo- jokes aside, he's yeah. he's fantastic. He I is. honestly can't sing him enough prayers. Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoy their streams. It's it is really good. Yeah, I've I've always got them tabbed. Like if if they're on, they're always tabbed. Like and I'm just chilling. But these days I can't get much chilling because I'm already I'm just always out. But uh, yeah, it's fun. It's what we do. But yeah, D-D-D. that's if. That's it. You are do your cringe outro saying uh, don't forget to to like, comment, and do what whatever. Tell us who you want to stay hydrated. Yeah. yeah, stay hydrated. I'm just about to just absorb water like SpongeBob Indeed. now. Do what the gamers said and um, leave all the juicy listen. things. Um, always listen, and uh, we'll see you guys whenever we can stop sweating enough to record another episode. And stop well, this, complaining we, about. At, th- at, at, th- at this rate, we <laughs> might be able to split. We might be able to split this one into two. <laughs> I was going to say might, it's Yeah, we might do, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Have, a, have a good one, guys. <laughs> Bye-bye! Bye-bye! Bye-bye.